there was no other choice. No, it was, it, no, it had there to was be. no other choice. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Granny's PhD. And there it is. The grand, this is the giant-sized issue that you get, the annual, whatever the heck you want to call it. We're officially 100. So, wow. Yeah, welcome back to it. 100 with triple digits. Oh, wow. And this, I got wow look at that. Say congratulations. <laughs> First appearance, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little time. It's an unpaid <laughs> appearance. Just make sure she knows it's unpaid. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's got it. She's got it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so it's going to stay. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us as always. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, or if you found the audio on the podcast, we always appreciate the support. Uh, yeah, and with us tonight, well, with me as always, first of all, is Jason. Jason, what's up? Happy 100. Happy, happy 100, guys. Uh, I gotta say, to resolve this bit that I've been doing for the past, I don't know, 20 episodes. Um, I've been demanding the Quinjet and the PCP Mansion and a party as such. And I'm going to tell you guys, I didn't think Farashi was going to follow through. Quinjet on my roof last night. You guys were all there, man. Like, I partied with such A-list Avengers as Iron Man, Captain America, and Eric Zant. All right? That's, that's some big ones there. It was huge. It was huge. The only problem was the Kang variant showed up. He who remains sober. He was a downer. But everyone else, a lot of fun. Karachi, thanks for the party, my friend. Anytime. Hey, and you ask and I, I, I deliver sometimes. <laughs> and and for, if you're, I'm sure you are familiar if you're familiar with Pop Culture Pros, but we got Steve Farachi, the, the Vince McMahon, or the Stan Lee, if you will. Um, oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. Either way, I'm old and decrepit, but or, or unalive. <laughs> Stanley's old. Stanley on, lives guys? forever, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I. I've actually. I've. You know. I've transitioned from Vince McMahon to Triple H. Uh, ah, you know, okay, that's right. That's in, right. On the Just Too Sweet show. So when okay. when I go on there, I'm the game, baby. I'm the game. <laughs> Nice, nice. I like not it. under I the like shirt it. or anything, you know. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to. You might have to do that sooner or later with the water bottle and all the other stuff. It could get messy. Oh <laughs> it yeah, it it does get messy. I, I I did it here and it landed all on my keyboard. Oh my god, well, was, I didn't know <laughs> that, was, that. That was wow. that. Uh, but holy shit, a hundred freaking episodes. Um, man, you know what I was thinking about was that every single time, uh, I've we, or we've added a show. You just don't know. It's it's like a job interview, right? They could put on the perfect performance. You hire them, and you bring them in, and and they're the worst employees ever, right? Uh, well, <laughs> the equivalent would be, uh, you know, guys that or or gals that jump on, start doing a show, do an episode maybe, and then be gone. Uh, there's an old wives' tale in the podcast industry. <laughs> That if you can get past nine episodes, that is the that's the line of dedication. So if you don't get there, you, you kind of screw yourself. But if you get there, you're like, okay, I'm I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and then you find yourself at a hundred episodes. So you know, proud as hell of you guys. You got you guys are now the third, which is holy shit, the third show on the network that has uh you know now reached the century mark. Uh, put in the books, you know, 
that's understandable because that went way back. Uh, Just yeah. Too Sweet now at 113. You guys at 100. A to Z show is, is going to hit 75 on their next one. Um, but to kind of reel it back in here, your knowledge is off the charts. People who tune into your show, you know, they, 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 they come here because of your knowledge, your dedication, and the passion that you have for, for Marvel and somehow DC. Uh, I can, I can, I can. And where else can you kind of get into talking about the Hoff? The Hoff is mentioned all the time on this, you know, we, 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 we're gonna, you know, now we, you got a hundred episodes. So now I, I have some, some, uh, some, uh, maneuverability when I go to that table read with, with the Hoff so I can get him on the show. Okay. Don't toy with me, bro. Don't toy with me. <laughs> Don't toy with me. Uh, Play with our emotions. But, <laughs> uh, but hey, look, all that stuff is important because if, you, if you're going to do a show like this, especially uh, a lot of people don't like to do the video stuff, but if you're going to do a show like this, you have to be passionate about it. You have to be knowledgeable about it because you're going to get called out um, if, if you're not. Um, and I'm just glad to have you. I'm glad to have you here, as corny as that might that part might sound. I broke out the 18-year Jameson Ooh, for this bad boy. Wow! Okay. Cheers to a, cheers to 100. Cheers! I'm sorry. A ton more. I'm not even going to say just 100 more. Just a ton more <laughs> to Granny's Peach Tea. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, boss man. Yes, of course, absolutely. No, um, that means a lot. Thanks. We're we're happy to be here. We're thank you for letting us do the show. You know, and be a part of the network and. You know, we just have a blast doing this every single week, and you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun being part of the PCP family. Um, you know, very great supportive. people. You know, we've we've yeah. you forget all the other stuff. We've met some great people along the way. You know, I, yeah. I, I've been able to meet you guys. I I didn't know Tim until uh, we he just was like, oh, you know, scrolling through Facebook, and he was like, Keith. The hell are you doing on Facebook? <laughs> and then you know he reached out and he started with the Giants. Uh, Dave goes way back to the to the other site from probably eight years ago. Uh, oh, wow. Now Bert Bert goes back a, a long way. Nardo, Jader here and there. Uh, Kyle I met at um, randomly sat next to him. He won a contest to see uh, Far From Home. Um, randomly won a contest. Um, his his mom it's a little bit personal his mom had just passed and he won this contest to see spider-man which is what he wanted to do sat next to me struck up a conversation gave him a card and 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 you know he 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 always you know he likes to talk about how you know the contest and then sitting in that particular seat was kind of like you know his, his mom you know pushed him a little bit uh nice. to to get into this what he loved to do so don't I, I don't undervalue uh, the um, the the friendships that I've made throughout throughout doing this. And look, now we've got Don, we've got um, we've got Skyline Reviews and and Ashley is actually on the other side of the county right now on on the beach side. She's she's down here for work. Oh, wow. uh, and her, the first thing that she wanted to know was why, why are there so many um, uh, was it taco places? <laughs> a lot of places on uh, for Lauderdale Beach. <laughs> but um, go ahead, J Jason. I I don't know if you wanted to. 
No, no, I, I was just, uh, I second what Ed was saying. Uh, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy having a platform to talk the nonsense and do the ridiculous bits I get to do. I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Bossman, but I performed the first mass baptism on the piece episodes <laughs> ago into the church of Kalel, praise be to him, which I created for this show. <laughs> Look at that, the creativity just... It gives me an avenue for all sorts of ridiculousness, and I appreciate that avenue. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jason, I guess also specifically for Granny's PhD, though, this the the concept of Granny's PhD started off as an audio only, yeah, you know, podcast that Jason actually me, Jason and Tim. Jason told me and Tim to come by. We'll record a podcast one day. We went to his to his apartment at the time uh, when you were in uh, Astoria, right? Astoria, yeah. That's when I was yeah. in Astoria. And we talked about Iron Man 3, yep. and we had a great time with that, and we did Suicide Squad. And and yes. Awesome. And and we also did uh, the another one we've done on this show, which was our second episode, Batman versus Superman, yeah. Dawn of Justice. And we actually got together and watched it together. We did. And then oh, recorded nice. it right after. <laughs> yes, so, we did. <laughs> so it's all fresh. It was all, oh no, there was no notes. It was just like, hey, right there, yeah. you know, you either you were pissed or you weren't, and that's it. And then it kind of like had, had faded for a bit. And then once Tim had reached out to me, you know, during everything being shut down about Empire 161, once we got the Yankees show going, then I started thinking about it. And I started seeing on PCP, like, man, these guys are big comic book fans too, but nobody's talking about these movies. Like, what is going on here? Yep. And then, oh, I know. Then I had seen like they did the draft and Jader and Kyle did the draft and stuff like that. So I'm like, so there's something here. And then I had reached out for Raji. I just texted him one day. I was like, dude, what about a comic book show? What if we did one like weekly talking about TV shows and movies, like a different spin? Immediately said yes. Oh, he was like, listen, let's go, whatever. <laughs> let's do this. Let's go. Can you get start that last week, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, what the hell? So then I, I immediately texted Jason, and at the time I reached out to Tony because me and Tony were working together at the time. And it was just like, you know, we, we got it kicked off right away, and it was a lot of fun. And we played with the format a little bit since the first episode. The first episode, this we went on forever. Four-hour episode where <laughs> oh we talked God. about was everything. The, was that the Marvel one? The, no, that was, that was the, the one where we did – we were first started talking about, like, news items. Oh, and yeah. then we turned into shows – and it was WandaVision. WandaVision just started and Wonder Woman 84 just dropped. And it just went on forever. And like right afterwards, it was like, all right, listen, post show rap, no more stories. We're definitely cutting that part out immediately. <laughs> and I forget because I blocked this out for trauma reasons that Wonder Woman 84 was our first show. Yes. Because <laughs> that movie yes. was terrible. But well, we that, had WandaVision. We did, we did get have two episodes of WandaVision. And I, I, I remember, I, 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 um, I remember listening to back-to-back episodes, Jader and Kyle, and then you guys um, talking about uh, Wonder Woman '84, and I, I, th- I think I think Timmy made it onto both of them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, we, we we all remember yeah, t- t- Timmy. That'd be to this day. Uh, oh yeah, Wonder Woman '84. No, 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 bueno. It will. We, we won't get into that, but um, into the whole uh, Wonder Woman '84 and the uh, deep dive into. DC hell that, that, that you know who's in who's out who's in who's out yeah. uh, but uh, I, I do want to say uh, just a, a few things about quantum mania before uh, I, I gotta get out of here I I am having so many issues with what 
the critics are saying. And and if you and if you go into just Rotten Tomatoes and you, and you read their their you know one or two liner, uh, that that's kind of where you know the representation of their review is just like it bl- blows my mind. Um, the here here's I'm I'm gonna read just a few of them. Mm-hmm. The lackluster writing and typical Marvel cliches don't allow Rudd's effortless charm to carry the character. What part, and I, I won't get d- too deep into what yeah. you guys are talking about, but what part of the Ant-Man character lacked uh, or couldn't move forward because, or, or lacked charm because the the movie wouldn't move forward and and bad writing? Yeah, um, no. yeah, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't. Get uh, that. Talent can't hide the fact that the movie gets less and less interesting as it progresses. Um, no, nope. it was not my experience. Nope. That that's just uh, that's just inaccurate. And, you know, and at at this point, we've we've seen different movies, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I actually <laughs> movie we're talking about it. I was just like blown away by it. like, did I see something? I'm glad I saw it more than once because I still saw the same movie that I saw the first time, not the movie they saw. Not not at all. And and you know, I I read because. Because they they won't give away too much in in these like one or two liners. So I yeah. I kind of looked through these beforehand. I'm like, really? I like they couldn't like my mind was kind of blown with some of the things. Um, the film is silly and messy, kind of pretty and trippy. And although it fulfills the obligations of laser fights, digital everything, it's not going to reshape the marketplace. This is this is the this is the other part of this that that I cannot stand. Who's resh- who's attempting to reshape the marketplace? Why are we not us? Why are we, uh, as you know, in in like kind of totality here, comparing this to Infinity War, Endgame, Civil War? What are you doing? Because this, that's this what is, we do. Like that's, exactly, that's what and we do now. I tie this back a little bit to uh, to like uh, to the to goat discussions. You can't go there. It's so difficult. You can do it if, if, if you try, but it's so difficult to say, okay, well, this movie in this phase doesn't hold up to, you know, the, the finales of, you know, or, or the massive uh, storytelling finales of the Thanos stuff and Iron Man stuff. You can't do it. You can't. And, and this is not a, um, this is not a movie. This is not an Avengers film, so it's not going to have the excitement. It and then for those that said it was a little goofy, what Marvel movie have you seen uh, <laughs> that does not have cheesy goofiness in, involved? Uh, Darren, hello. Like uh, uh, people are like, oh, it's over the top, and it's not. F-. Yeah, it was funny to me. I I, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. Um, but to, to me, if you're complaining about, you know, um, you know, being cheesy and stuff, you've never seen a Marvel film. You've never seen it. Yeah. And, and I and that's the thing. Again, I'll get into detail later. But I think the perfect way to describe what is happening at this point with the MCU is they're a victim of their own success. Kind of like summing up pretty much what you're saying, because like everything is not going to be Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Because it took 20-something movies to build up to that. So if your expectation exactly. is every single movie after that has to equal that, 
that's insanity. Yeah, that's crazy. It's insanity. You know, not every Star Wars movie after Empire Strikes Back was Empire Strikes Back. So does that mean they all suck? No Star Wars movie after Empire Strikes Back was Empire Strikes Back. I'm just putting that out there. None of them. Exactly. In a literal sense. and No, but it just seems like, to me, that's just a short version of it. And that's what I think is happening with critics now. And I'll get into my own critiques with it because I can kind of see some of the things that they were saying. But, like, I read before, Joyless? It's joyless, no. Like heartless. heartless? I saw one. Really? Like one, 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 one uh, critic. I, I wish I had it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. We, we need to expose these people. Uh, one, one critic said, uh, that, uh, it, it was heartless and it was hard to care about the characters. What? I don't get any of that. If you watched that, if you watched this movie, and you didn't care about what was going on. With any with with the core characters, mm-hmm. then maybe you're heartless. But the, the, <laughs> yeah. but the characters were not simply for me, plain and simple. They were not. Yeah, and and I, I guess now, now I, again the short version being that the if you're going into this movie and judging it as a one off, which is very hard to do, then I can kind of see where if you have no prior history of Scott and Cassie or anything else that's going on. That isn't covered that much. It's only briefly alluded to. I can see where you might critique that. But we're all well aware this is the third film in the Ant-Man franchise. So there is pre-existing story. And this is the over 20, almost 30th film in the MCU. So there's that. You know what's going on by now. It's not the right spot to be jumping in. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's true. And and that kind of sucks in a way, I guess. But guess what? you got to go and do your homework. Because they're treating this... Like it is comic books at this point. They're live action comic books. Exactly. You can't jump into any comic book at any given point and expect to know everything that's going on. So, Which is what we all dreamed of when we were kids. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. For sure. Take all these. Yes. Throw them up on the screen. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know. And, and that's the thing. And I, and I kind of feel like a lot of the phase four movies were getting banged for those kind of things too. Like, Love and Thunder was now divisive. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is it's divisive for the MCU because usually it's like throw an MCU movie out and it's 90%, 90%. Everyone is just fawning yes. over it. But they're trying different things now and critics are having trouble adapting their critiques to what it is they're trying to do. I just think they're not getting a lot of it. Yeah, so agreed. it's complicated. It, it is a little complicated right it's now. A complicated overall, relationship. Yeah. It is. It is a com- it, it is complicated. <laughs> What's your status? It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated but, but hey, listen, as long as the, I'm sure as Disney and Marvel, as long as they the money keeps coming in and the audience rating is where it is. Churning exactly. Money. Give two Making shits about it. the 47%. Yeah, critics. whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Well, if you guys like it, great. If you don't, you that know. all saw the that all saw the movie for free. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> To be honest, this is not something I would ever trust a critic on. Like, I, look, there there are movies that I want to know the critics' thoughts on. Sure. This is not one of them. This is a movie. It's a comic book movie. I, I it's not high art. That's it. I mean, yeah. if you if you're going in thinking this is high art, you've already shot yourself in the foot in the enjoyment wise. This is a comic book movie. Go and engage on it for what it is. And look, it's this isn't a perfect movie. I've got a couple of things I'm going to talk about when we get to yeah. it. But like. Yeah. To come to hammer it for being joyless and you don't care about the characters—that's just unfair. Yeah, and 
don't know. It, it is it's frustrating, but like I usually like to peek at the Rotten Tomatoes score before. Like, and I try not to read any details, but this time I ca- I couldn't help it because I saw <laughs> yeah. the score was low, and I'm like, "What the hell's wrong with these people? What is going on here? <laughs> like, what is this? I'm still not used to this. This is an MCU movie. This isn't supposed to be happening." But then I'm reading some of these critiques, and I don't like to go into movies with these ideas in the back of your head. But I went into it. I'm like, um, "No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> laughing. Where's the joylessness? Where's the characters I don't care about? I just, I don't know. I just." I didn't. I didn't get it. And again, I agree with Jason. It's not a perfect movie, right. but to hammer it is no. That's that's a bit unfair. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're way off base on this. Way okay. off base. So, Farachi, before you do head out though, so what is your overall? You know, so I'm assuming you gave it a two thumbs up, or you know, did you really like it? Where would you place it? Maybe what's here? I, I, I thir I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I didn't find any joylessness. I, I was laughing. I was, I, I cared about what was going on. I, I know. Thanks, Jader. <laughs> I, you know, I cared about what was going on. Like to, if, if you went into this and you didn't care about what was happening at the end of the movie towards the middle of the movie, I'll let you guys get into the spoilerific stuff, but then you, you really have no investment in this. This is like, I gotta go to take, my girl who loves this or i gotta go to take go with my boyfriend and get dragged to this that's all that this is um you know i i would i would definitely see it again um ant-man is ant-man and i'm not alone in this is you know when the idea of ant-man first coming to the big screen it was like okay all right well let's see what they can do and then paul rudd charmed charmed the shit out of us (laughs) and here we here we are I, i i I, I love my kid loved it, which is only boosts what what I what I um, what I feel about it all, always. Because if my eleven year old isn't enjoying it, then maybe I'm enjoying it a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's um, fair. <laughs> but I'm gonna head out now. I appreciate you uh, during. This, oh, look at this! Sending stars. Send stars. Send Jenner. all the stars. Send <laughs> all the stars. Um, on our hundredth episode, shower us with stars. Praise yeah, be to Colin. One million stars. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I appreciate you guys having me on again. Hundredth episode, love it. I I can't outdo what I said earlier. Uh, and screw you, critics, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not go. gonna do like others do. Like other guests when they go on shows, they end the broadcast and screw things up. Don. Oh wow! Uh, wow! That's fired. Well, both of them did that. <laughs> All right, fellas, I appreciate you. All right. All right. Thank Take you, it easy for actually. Thank you, everybody. All right, so we got we got some quick thoughts on the from the boss man on on Ant Man and the Lost Quantum Mania. We'll get into further detail, you know, in a little bit. But we've got our we have got an episode to do now. Now we've got to jump in. And we, we we've got our episode. This, we so. got some business to do now. Yeah, we, 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 we had our fun. <laughs> yeah, we we've had our fun, but we got some business to handle, and we will have some special guests as the show goes on. Jader, who was mentioned, will be joining us for Ant Man and nice. the Lost Quantum Mania. Maybe Rick, if he recovered his voice because he was losing his voice earlier today when we chatted. So I don't, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know the story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He went to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and he has no voice now. So I, I mean, Wait, draw whatever also, conclusions. You also went to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, did you not? No, I did not because Tim did not want to go with me Sunday. Ah. So I got one shot left tomorrow night. There's a chance Shit. I might make it happen. All right. I hope you do. I hope you make this happen. 
I want to make it happen. I want to support the movie, man. I, I gotta be honest. I actually do. That's 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 balls, man. What they did. It is. It is. It needs. It's not going to be good, but it needs to be rewarded for its uh, gumption. Yes, I'm not saying again. It's not going to be, you know, a Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. But it's no. going. To, it will be a movie. I'm sure. It, it might be Nightmare on Elm Street, the final nightmare. Right? It might be that. Could be that. <laughs> very well. It might very well be that. I mean, you don't really know what you get into. It's true. So, um, all right. So let's uh, talk about the Super Bowl trailers that dropped just briefly because I know it's been a little bit now. Um, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Uh, just overall, it was The Flash dropped its first full trailer. Uh, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I mean, Volume 3, that dropped their new trailer. Uh, we got a trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, a movie I am excited for. But the trailer, just quickly, the trailer didn't really show anything new. So it's like, whatever. I mean... Um, the Transformers one, though, so that's good because I didn't. I forgot to watch that one. So you, you, it was honestly virtually nothing new that that okay. was was in there. So I honestly think that was a waste of money by the studio because you didn't give us anything new. Um, but I, I'm guessing this one we're gonna probably focus on here, and that would be the Flash, uh, the DCEU film that is supposed. It's one of the final ones that's supposed to pretty much reset the universe and set the stage. For the upcoming DCU, you know, from James Gunn and Peter Safran. So, Jason, you finally had a chance to watch this thing. Um, I did. I now, did. now again, what did you think of the trailer at first? Like, did the trailer raise your excitement for the film? Did it dampen oh, it? Did oh, it not come matter? On. That's a stupid question. I got Michael Keaton as Batman. Of course, it made me want to see it more. This could yes. Have been, this could have been thirty. This could have been ten seconds of Michael Keaton Batman, and the rest like terrible pornography and i've been like i'm in oh God, i don't know what's going on in this flash movie but michael keaton's there <laughs> um yeah i'm excited to see it uh you know look getting to see michael keaton back in action i'm batman that was fantastic getting to see bat uh, batfleck uh also being there knowing that they're both gonna be there i mean i knew this but actually seeing them together was awesome yeah. not together but you know what i mean the same trailer um, I didn't realize we were going to get two Barry Allens, which I think is really interesting. Okay. Uh, I think that's, I'm kind of excited to see where that goes, even though I hate Ezra Miller. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it's obvious like they're doing Flashpoint Paradox, which I'm very excited about because that is an awesome run uh, and an awesome animated movie, DC animated movie. So yeah, I mean, I, I, the only the only reason I don't want to I'm not crazy about this movie is because of the Ezra Miller troubles and, and like but putting all that aside this looks awesome. Yeah, all right. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna go on record as saying this. This might be one of the best superhero movie trailers I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I'm gonna say that right now. Like I was excited for this movie beforehand once I knew because they didn't show us anything we didn't know we were getting. But seeing it play out, seeing Michael Keaton actually back as Batman, him saying he said the thing like he did. He did. I was there. I was. It, it, I'm telling you right there. It was like once upon a time in Hollywood. I was there, like you know, drinking the coffee. And I was like, oh look, look, look. He said the thing. Look at this, um, dude. It was it was phenomenal. On Batfleck, I professed my love for Batfleck for probably. 90 of the 100 episodes that we've done now. I think so. I think yeah, so. so. I Anytime I get a chance to speak praises of Batfleck, 
Um, and I did say I had a new, I have renewed appreciation for Michael Keaton's Batman upon our rewatch. Like yes. as a kid, I loved him, of course, but it was a renewed appreciation. Um, and Supergirl, we got to see that looks awesome. Sasha Kelly's Supergirl in this, yeah, that looks awesome. The two Barry Allens again, I knew everything that we got, and they confirmed the Zod rumor. So we yes. got Michael Shannon back as Zod. Yep, that was awesome. And I love that that line, which really said makes me excited. Like, yeah, it kind of reset things so there were no metahumans and fuck. You know, he doesn't say fuck, but it's like, no, Basically, fuck. Right? This, was, fuck. this was wrong. Like, we're now enslaved. And I know it's a, su it's a super cool idea. It is. It's a really cool idea. And James Gunn, I mean, you could say what you want about it, but he's even putting, a, he's going on record saying this is one of the greatest superhero movies he's ever seen. Now, yeah. he's the, one of the co-heads of DC Studios. On one hand, you could say, all right, he's propping that up. But he also had nothing to do with the making of this movie. No, no. And, and he's resetting the universe. Yeah. So, And this is and James Gunn, we're talking about the guy who has gone on record as saying, yeah, they, they ran the studio like shit. Like openly, he said stuff like yes. that. So, you know, love him or hate him, like what he's doing, don't like what he's doing. He's not he's not a shill. No, like, I don't get If he likes right. something, he likes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and we know all about being shills. Now we were we were DC shills. We were Marvel shills. Are we Image comic shills yet? Have we gotten to that that depth? Uh, uh, no, not yet. I mean, hopefully sooner or later we will. But you know, we haven't achieved that just yet. Uh, Dark horse, maybe <laughs> Dark or something horse. like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, this uh, this for now rating a trailer. This has got my excitement for this movie like through the roof. And yes, I have parked the Ezra Miller stuff to the side because I'm you just trying to, to say. I'm looking at the screen at Barry Allen, not Ezra Miller. Right. So it, it's just everything looks great. Everything looks fantastic. I can't wait to see this. I'm hoping this isn't cutting the great trailer and shitting the movie, but I don't know. It, this seems to be so much hype. And I just saw before I signed on that they're filming this. They're showing this at, I believe it's Cannes or Cannes Film Festival or something. Oh, like that. wow. Okay. They're not hiding this thing. So that kind of tells you that they're bringing it. That's you know, good. like they're willing to show this to anybody way ahead of time. And I'll give it this. If this is the movie that I think it's going to be, if it's as good as it looks like it's going to be, kudos for it being the first Flash movie. Because I think you pointed yes. out to me, like there's never been a Flash movie proper. No, ever. So this would be crushing it. And, you know, to use it for what it's for, I mean, Flashpoint does make sense with that. And they, a lot of versions of DC have used a flashpoint situation to reset their universe and this happens to line up with it so i mean i think it's a phenomenal idea so i can't wait to see it i'm yeah. beyond jacked i mean i can't in opening night i'm sure me and you will be there in batman shirts and so <laughs> oh i'm wearing yo you know i'm wearing batman regalia because yes this is a flash movie but really it's batman 89 the sequel Yes, it's Batman '89 Returns. Yeah, dot, 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 again, <laughs> and and look, Keaton looks amazing. Keaton looks awesome. Let's just talk. Can I just talk for an hour about how Ke how awesome <laughs> Keaton is? And when he says, "I'm Batman," like, come on, it's the oh, smirk that does it for me. It's it like is the smirk. <laughs> yeah, I'm Batman. I'm because like, he's basically breaking the fourth wall with that. Essentially, yes, like you yes. know what that was. Yes, and, and you know that he does that in his real life. Like he's confirmed yes. that. Like, <laughs> like he told Tom Holland as much during Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know what? If I were Michael Keaton and I got to play Batman, I would never, ever, ever let anyone forget it. No, and now he's really not letting them forget no. it. 
but yeah, and again, whatever happens with Batfleck, I mean, who, we we don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. I, I think I'm always excited to see him because now he, this might be the best script he gets to go with. It's true. You, you know what I would actually love? This is my this is my dream scenario because we know that like we know the Batman that they're going with, that Gunn is going with. My dream scenario is they finally give Ben Affleck the ability to do the Batfleck movie he wanted and it just be an Elseworlds like Robin yes. Pattinson. It's like, cause you can do that now, right? Just give this man some money. Let it, let us have this Batman bring back, um, uh, Deathstroke. Jeremy yeah. Irons, bring back Deathstroke, let him do his thing. Give like, and just call it an Elseworlds. And, and yeah. we don't, we, we, we can pretend it's not a DCEU thing. We can pretend it's not a Snyderverse thing. If it, or we can embrace it. Snyderverse. I don't give a shit. I just want that movie. <laughs> Yeah, there's been so much talk about that script and everything, and people and Jim Lee even like fawning over how great that thing is. It's just like, right? So give us that Elseworlds project with Ben Affleck at the helm, because I don't think we're gonna get him after this in the DCU proper. I don't even think we should, based on the the like the the Batman they want to go with. I don't think he. We've talked about this. I don't think he, the image of what his Batman was jives with what the Batman they want to go with, which is fine. But give this man his movie. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. Um, and the other thing, I mean, the other trailer with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, um, there was some new stuff in there, but I the, the big consensus is, it's, like, Angie is really concerned that Rocket is going to die in this movie. Yeah, you told me that. We were talking about that the other night. She's really worried about this. Like, she's genuinely concerned. Like, she even told me she, like, she was tearing up during the trailer. Wow. Yes. Yes, that's where we're at with this. Um, is it that far fetched? I mean, Jason, are you concerned that maybe all, all the Guardians going to die after, in, at the end of this movie? I don't. I don't think they're all going to die. Uh, is it out of the realm of possibility? No, I don't think so. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to burn the Guardians. To be honest, like we're never going to get get this Guardians again. But Rocket Raccoon is a character that would, I don't know, would be foolish to kill because it's just literally, you just got to get someone's voice in there. Like if we're talking like production wise, yeah. you want Rocket in your movie, you need a CGI budget, which you have because you're Marvel and you just need to call this guy, I forget his name. Bradley Cooper. Uh, Bradley Cooper into like, you know, lay down some tracks in his bathrobe in his house. And it's like, I don't think that's the character they're going to burn. I think, uh, I think if we're going to lose anyone, we're going to lose Gamora, like for real. Yeah. Um, and I think we might lose Quill. Okay. I think it might be a, like going down together thing, but I don't think we're going to lose all the Guardians. Um, and, and, and honestly, Rocket would Rocket and Groot are the two ones that I think we'll lose the least because again, it's just a matter of oh, we, we want to put them in something CGI that shit. Call them, call these people to make make some you know some lines. But um, but I mean anything's possible. I mean they, they really are focusing him on Rocket a lot. And yeah. his past, and it's the high evolutionary, right? That's the high evolutionary. That's, yep, that's what we're getting. That's and so, like, you know, this kind of seems like it might be a rocket story based just on that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm gathering too. I think it's going to be rocket focused. I don't think Rocket dies. I think Drax might die. He might. Yep. Yeah, I think Drax might be my pick of people to die in this movie. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um. But I don't know. We'll see. But as far as it goes as the trailer itself, yeah, I guess you could say it, it got me more excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm already excited. 
I mean, that's the one who I'm like, I would be stunned if we got some divisive Rotten Tomatoes score. I don't think we're getting it. I think James Gunn is going to want to leave the MCU off on an extremely high note. So I think he's going to crush it. Honestly, yeah, also, I mean, the Guardians movies, I think, like, are the most consistent. Like, I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is better or worse than 2. I think they're both phenomenal movies that, that bring different things to the lore. And I think that's what we're going to get here. I'm very curious to revisit Volume 2 again because in our rewatch, we'll be covering both of those leading up I'm to Volume 3. That. No, me too. Um, I've liked one more than two for a while now, but we'll see. I mean, it could, could hit differently when we get to that. I mean, you, you know me well enough to know the two reasons why. Yeah, I mean, ego, because again... If you told me, if you told 14, 13, 12 year old me, oh, we're going to have ego in a movie, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, the living. You, you, no one knows who ego is, the living planet. Get the fuck out of here. That's the first thing. Second thing, it's like, it's, it's, uh, what's this? It's Jack, um, Kurt Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. I was going to say Jack Wade because that's his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> big trouble in China. But yeah, Kurt Russell, who is awesome, who brings such pathos to that, like, one-dimensional villain. So I, I have a, such a soft spot for that movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just curious to see how it, how it hits the second, the, the next, because I purposely will not watch it for a while. Nice. Even though it's on TV all the time, just so I can kind of be very refreshed. So, all right. So that's it for the Super Bowl trailers, and let's get to our shows then. Uh, all right. We got The Flash Season 9, Episode 2. Um that we got this past week. I know episode three is on, like, actually, it's probably over right now. They're in our real time. Um, I, overall, I think the episode was a step down, honestly. I think they, they came out swinging in the season premiere of their final season, and I didn't care for this episode that much. I thought it was kind of dull. I thought we've got, it, it, we go over the, I, I mean, just to give you a quick synopsis, the main storyline is Mark, again, trying to, you know, bring, pretty much bring Frost back to life again. And the team is dealing with it. But then they find out they lost Caitlyn as well. And I was kind of shocked that they were seemed not that bothered that Caitlyn Snow is dead right now or yeah. not coming back. They kind of didn't seem like they were too too bothered by this, and especially an OG Team Flash member. Considering most of them voted to bring back Killer Frost, I mean... <laughs> what? Like, what the hell was I watching? Yeah, um, I, you know what, this was not good, but this was a hell of a lot better than previous season's episodes, so I, I give it That's some fair. of that. Um, I, I'll talk about, the, I, I will I will be uncharacteristically kind and talk about the things I think worked <laughs> in this episode. Um, I like that we got the Fiddler. Okay. Could we have done more Fiddler? Yes. Do I, is it becoming clear to me that they're kind of, creating their own ISA or right, Injustice Society, right? Because now we have Captain Boomerang yeah. and the Fiddler. So they're kind of putting together a team. I think that's kind of cool. Um, not that we get to see them do much in these episodes because the Fiddler's in it for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, I do like that they brought Hartley back. I actually forgot who that guy was until I had a little memory jog, but it was nice to see him again because he was like, this is a deep cut back third third season, like, it's really uh, early, yeah. He had a, a pretty big role on this. So I kind of thought it was cool they brought him back. 
And Joe was on the dance floor, guys. Joe was like, I don't dance. And then and then and then they were like, Come on, Joe, and Joe danced. Like that was good, right? Yeah, Joe West on a dance floor was good. <laughs> I, I don't particularly love the episodes that sort of end with the team doing karaoke or dancing or something like that. Like it's yeah. whatever. It was fun to see Grant Gustin get to go ahead and throw some wacky moves out there, and Iris is like, yo, you can't dance. Stop. That, that and was he's fun. like, no, I can. Whatever. He's a super talented dude. I know he was like on Glee and he can sing and dance and all of that stuff, like whatever. But um, the Fiddler stuff, I don't know. Like it's it's weird that she's in this. We get another Fiddler, another version of the Fiddler. And Red Death, you're right. Red Death is obviously putting together her, I'm going to say her own super team because this is Batwoman. Yes. It is an all. And you could hear her. Like yeah. even if I didn't know this was coming, I would have recognized her voice because of the the many, many episodes you forced me to watch of that show. Yes. Uh, and they actually brought in at the end her theme, the, the Batwoman theme too, which, God, I can't believe I recognized that, something I never would have without this show. We <laughs> were pro-Batwoman in season three. We actually were. We were, and I liked season three, and yeah. I thought season three, it, I, I'm actually pissed it didn't continue, but I watched way more of that, that show than I should have, <laughs> is all I'm saying. I should have only watched season three, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I wish I did too. I totally wish I did too. But I thought it was cool that they brought in those musical motifs, and I could recognize her voice. Like it's very, it's very clear where they're going. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. This episode is like, uh, who cares? Like outside of the things I mentioned, who cares? Yeah, and, and I was it, the most disturbing thing though was like the lack of empathy, you know, or remorse of losing Caitlin Snow. That really bothered me. Like, yeah, it genuinely did, and we got Keon now, who's hey, a third, yeah. who's a who's a third snow <clears throat> person, property yeah. or something like that. I mean, listen, Danielle Powderbaker is great in whatever you know she's doing. She plays the character great. Ooh, it's I, it's not a likable character. Yeah, it's a likable character, but like, did we need to temporarily off Caitlyn Snow because we know she's coming back? Well, she has to come Obvious. back unless they pull an angel where they. Permanently, with in the last season, they replace they kill kill one of the characters by having them be replaced with someone else in their body, and they wow. don't reverse that shit. That's just how it is till the end. Who's the guy? Who's the actor that plays Angel? David uh, David Boreanaz. Boreanaz. He was at the Ranger game Monday night when me and Angie were there. By the way, just did randomly, you, she was like, you, "Is that Angel?" Did you see ATV's Angel, David Boreanaz, in real life? He was yes. He was he put him up on the scoreboard. Dude, it's crazy when you just reference Angel right there. And I was like, damn, there it is. I'm so jealous. I love that, man. <laughs> well, I remember, I also had a Ranger game in the playoffs last year. It was when uh, Tyler Hodgkin That's right. was That's... there. And I, I got a still of him being on the board. Like, he was pounding a beer, screaming at the top of his lungs. It was I would great. meet. I would meet more celebrities at their worst if I followed sports. Ed. This is what this is telling me. <laughs> That's what it was. Now, Jason, I'm going to take you to a Ranger game at Madison Square Garden, and no one will show up. I'll no promise gonna be you there. all these things. No one's going to be there. <laughs> It'll just be regular hockey fans. That's all. Oh, great. Hockey fans oh, and alcohol. God. I could have had this at home. Exactly. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds was at a game recently and everything. Like that. It, it, it's pretty much, yeah, it's all our stuff. So, um, But whatever. Back to the Flash episode. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weak. I mean, yeah, you and got ten can, episodes. You can't can, be thrown out weak ones. Can you guess the part of the plot that I didn't care about at all? 
the one that I care. Like, if you can assign negative points to how much I care. I bet you it's the same one as me. Yeah, it is. I know it is. <laughs> why are they pushing this romance on us now? I don't know. And why are they acting like they're teenagers? Like, if you're adults and you you made out, you hooked up, and then you got to do some shit at work because you're adults who work together. It's like, it's not going to be, hey, about last night. No. We can't talk about it until everything is done. It's like, you're fucking adults. About last night, yeah, we hooked up. Look, let's put that shit in the back burner while we do this. But that wasn't it. It was I, I felt like I was watching a teen drama. It Why are these CW characters show. here? It yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm the CW show. Bastards. Um, yeah, I don't know. Listen, anything that involves Allegra just pisses me off. Angie hears me yelling at the screen whenever she's on it. She's voting. She has a vote yeah, right, to bring back just... And she's trying to act like emotional about it. Who the fuck are you and what are you doing here? I'm sorry. Chester and Allegra should have no vote about who to bring back. They should call in. They should call, uh, you know, the uh, what's his face from the, the first couple. See, Cisco. Cisco yeah. should have a fucking vote. Wells should have a fucking vote. Everyone who is, you know, here on the ground floor should have a vote. Allegra, Chester, get the fuck out of here. Go go, go hook up like you're in high school, you pieces of shit. Go send each other notes. Like, you're right, do you right. like me or not? <laughs> right. Oh, God. All right. Hopefully tonight's episode three is better because, again, we're winding down the final season of The Flash. I was hopeful off the bat, but now... But I saw it in the previews, though, for tonight's episode. Um, your your boy is back. Um, uh, damn it. Um, gold, the, the guy with the gold. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I forget his name, but yes. Um, He's back tonight. I love that because he loves Shakespeare. Yes. He's, he's a literary man it, who has a thing for gold. <laughs> the name will come back to me like in the middle of the next segment, and I'll just it's swear gold it out. something. I mean, that's yes. it. Your, your brain will spend the next 20 minutes just going gold brick, gold layer, just, just putting whatever gold and eventually click, and you'll just go, ah, I got it. Gold member, gold <laughs> finger. What? <Yeah. laughs> oh. uh, all right. So let's let's keep the keep it rolling along. Uh, we got the last of us. We do. Episode six. Let's throw up that spoiler warning because this is uh, only a couple of days old now. So you uh, have been warned. We will be talking openly about spoilers of uh, Sunday night's episode of Last of Us. So, Jason, um, thought and uh, overall thoughts with this and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you played the great. game. I did play the game, and now we've gotten to a part of the game which I do remember, uh, which is the university. I remember having to go through the university and being fucking terrified about those bonobo monkeys darting around in the university. Because <laughs> you know what? When you're watching this, it's different than when you're playing and expecting clickers to show up, all right? Just saying that. Um, but yeah, this I mean, this show is great. Uh, I think this episode knocked it out of the park with the duo pushes on. Um, we actually meet Joel's brother. He, he comes in thinking he's going to save him. Doesn't need a saving. He's got himself set up. He's not with the Fireflies anymore. He's got a woman or a wife. That's terrible to say. He's got a wife. Uh, they're having a baby. Uh, so he's starting a family. Um, you know, Joel tries to get his brother to take Ellie because he's so and, – and you're seeing it at this point. I love it. Um, he's so terrified of losing her at this point. He already cares about it. He already sees his daughter in her. And he's so terrified of losing her that he tries to get rid of her. And she has, no, she won't have it, right? She like, 
they have this moment where his brother brings her to him as they're about to leave and he's stealing a horse. And he's like, yeah, I guess you should have a choice. And before the word choice comes out of her mouth, she's putting her stuff with him. And she's like, Joel, it's you. Because she's also connecting with him as like a father figure. I just, I, I, damn, this was a great episode. And now imagine me in front of a dam, because that was the best line of the episode for you. She went, damn, in front of the dam. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt that this episode really drove that home, the whole connection uh, and character development between Joel and, and Ellie. And, yeah, their bond. And I remember when we first started talking about this show, you had mentioned that that's, you know, pretty much the genesis of this, of this story. And you could really see it here. And Joel, you know, feeling like... Fear was getting to him. He's been scared at times. His reflexes, maybe not as much. The lack of hearing yeah. in a previous episode or two episodes ago, actually, by now. Uh, he just feels like he can't protect Ellie. And you're right. like He doesn't want to lose her so badly. He's willing to give her to the younger brother who can just better protect her. And you know, Ellie's not seeing it like that. She thinks someone else is abandoning her again and everything else. And she's mad at him but doesn't really see the big picture of Joel's thing, but then she gives him the ultimate boost of confidence when she chooses him. Like, yeah, you're still the guy. I trust you to protect me because there is even a moment where she thinks she feels like that Joel is gone and, or, you know, like dead, but he's not coming back. She's like, Oh no. She says something like, if you're gone, I'm fucked. Like, yeah. Done. Right at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. When he's, when he's bleeding out because he gets stabbed. Yep. And she's like, no, if you go, I, I can't do this. I don't know where to go. I can't do this without you. Yeah, and, and that's it's it was really, really powerful. I mean, I, I just I keep I can't just help going back to every week. Like, this is based on a video game. Right? Like, this is nuts. And a lot of these scenes are verbatim. Like that scene, uh, and I'm sure you know this because you I, I saw this from the end. I watched the uh you know the posts and stuff but that that scene where they're having that interaction where like you know he's trying to get rid of her and she doesn't want him to go and it's like that's from the video game verbatim that yeah and i'm just amazed i'm truly amazed and blown away after every episode i'm like wow that was fucking great and i'm like this is based on a video game this is already the greatest video game adaptation to any screen ever like Agreed. By far. By Agreed. far. It's I'm, astonishing. What else could even hold a candle to this? Like Only Van Damme Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I tried to keep the straight face, but it was just like, it just it got me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I tried, but only Rick can pull that one off. <laughs> it's because Rick believes it. That's the thing. He really sells yes. in on it. Um but I, I love that whole idea of, you know, she she tells him that, you know, you make me feel safe. Being around him makes her feel safe. And it makes him feel unsafe because he's so afraid of losing her. And uh, and then when they have that moment of um, that, that back and forth of like, uh, oh, now I lost my train of thought. But the, pretty much that back and forth where she doesn't want him to leave her and he kind of has, you know, feels he has to. And I don't know. It just... It, it, I like I meant to take notes because usually when I drive these shows, it's like I hit all the plot points, mm -hmm. and I took notes. But it's like the plot points don't matter. It's it's all about their relationship and this whole like building and and understanding that 
you know, he needs to be there for her. And I think he realizes that. And then, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know he's not going to die. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't played the video game. Joel is not going to die. He makes it to the end of the game. He'll make it to the end of the show. But, uh, you know, when he when he protects her from the Raiders, which I love that they try to do the stealthy escape and it just goes wrong. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed. And like when she, as you said, when she gets him off the horse and he's bleeding and he's passing out and like, and she's panicking. It's like, I don't know. There's just something so beautiful of the emotion this is bringing. I don't even care about it. And I don't think there's any clickers in this episode. Are there? No, there are none. There, there are, are no clickers none. in this episode. And it is possibly one of the best episodes we've gotten from them. I think yeah. that says everything you need to know. It's It really focuses on the connection, you know, with the characters. Like Joel and his brother, um, you know, and Ellie. And, you know, the, you know his brother's wife that's that's brought into this you know as well and it does dip into their past also like joel and his brother they have this conversation about things that they've done and it starts really hitting home you start finding out a bit more about what they're there you know what they did because it's been pretty vague up until now not saying that they really yeah. still deep dive too much into it but you got more than you got before no but they say out uh they say outright, like in that, and again, beautiful conversations between Joel and his brother. Like, you know, do, do you resent me because I killed people? And his brother's like, we killed people, you know, and, and like there, and Joel also has that. Joel feels, and you see that in this, this episode, he's holding tremendous guilt from everything that has happened from his daughter's death before the infection on. Right. He's had to, he, he watched his daughter die. He had to do some terrible shit to survive. And you really see that weighing on him. I think that's part of why he wants to get rid of Ellie, because he doesn't feel that he's worthy enough to do this. He couldn't do this before. He can't do it now. He's not worthy enough. And in his head, like he says to his brother, I killed people. And his brother has to tell him, no, we killed people. You know, because Joel takes all that on himself. And a quote Barry Allen, actually, from the episode that we just spoke about, that, you know, they did bad things for the right reason. Yes. If you want to, you know, look at it that way, so. right? I mean, and here's the thing: it's survival. Like Kills, all yeah. of our, all of our modern day morality goes out the window as soon as we are in a post-apocalyptic world, where people who maybe we could have talked to yesterday are trying to slit our throats for sugar tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. all of that goes out the window, and and I think, but but these are not like, and I think that's a point too: is like she is Ellie is is someone who doesn't remember pre-pandemic pre-life like and that's she asks him like about the there's a great bit about the contractor what what, what did you do before yes. i was a contractor i bet everyone loved the contractor everyone loved the contractor. everyone loved the contractor <laughs> right? which is like in modern day society that's a job it's a good yeah. job they do well we don't lord them up but she doesn't know that and he does and i think the fact that they play on that the fact that like he has he has to bring in his post you know pandemic guilt uh, and sort of values, and she doesn't because she doesn't have it. And I think that's super interesting too. Playing with that about like, well, what is right? What is wrong? What what do you do to survive? Like, should you feel guilty? Because she's <laughs> killed people at this point, and she doesn't feel guilty about it because she knows there was no other way. Yeah, but he still does, and I think that's super interesting to play with. Agree, agree. Uh, all right. Um... Man, flowing along now, so All right. let's let's get to our movie of the week. We got the latest entry into the MCU, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum which we touched on a little bit in our opening with 
Steve Farachi, but we do have another member of the PCP family who's joining us. You've seen him on other in various, a lot of other places actually, but you've also seen him in on Granny's PhD. He's been with us for some some of our best episodes. We talked about this. Some of our we, we feel some of our best. He's been here for Justice best. League, right? That yes. that twelve hour Justice League extravaganza. Yes. Uh, what was it? What was, it was another the Batman. Was, the Batman. He was no way home. Batman, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, we actually have two coming in, but we're going to be bringing in Jader. Jader, what's what up, up, dude? Man. Long what time. Up? It's been a while. And let me tell you, it's been a while me even doing this. Like, I haven't been online in I don't know how long. I actually moved out of Florida. A lot of people wow. know that. I'm in Texas now. I had wow. no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's It was very secretive. I didn't do it. I just a couple. I posted it on, I think, IG. And okay. whoever asked, asked and got the answer other than that. Like, so, uh, yeah, I'm in Texas. I'm a Texas boy now. So it's actually 830 here. So when you oh, would wow. tell me, I was I, I was freaking out because I was like, oh, but it's, <laughs> it's, only, an, it's only an hour time difference. <laughs> Funny enough, while you guys were talking Flash, I finished uh, Last of Us. Oh, uh, wow. That's okay. why, yeah. So I wrote, I wrote a couple notes very, very quick. Yeah. But, please um, share them. Honestly, just uh, it kind of threw me off. I did. I played this game. I've told you guys multiple times. I am obsessed. I think it's one of the best video games ever made. Um, just story alone. So and it's the perfect game to adapt to a uh, series. It, this wouldn't have worked ever as a movie. This is this is the way I feel like some video games need to be adapted. Video games usually take hours to finish and you know, we have studios trying to knock them out in two hours like there's no way there's just so much that's going to be missing um so i've loved every single episode of the last of us which was crazy because uh i'm obviously gonna go back to episode one very quick it was almost frame by frame uh word for word to the game right and then you get episode two kind of going around the same but they changed the little things here and there then episode three obviously pissed off half of the world for some reason uh which is one of the greatest <laughs> for me one of the greatest episodes they've done to be completely it was fantastic it was fantastic heartbreaking and it you know i replayed the game multiple times and i never put two and two because there is a frank in the game very briefly but you know, obviously, every I uh, personally, I assumed it was a brother or a friend. Never thought a lover, and it was just it made it that much heartbreaking for me, um, and so on and so forth. But um, they started winter off a little different from the game, so they've been changing things. Where basically, how this episode ends with Joe going down is what winter happens after. Okay. Yeah, so it, they're kind of doing it like that now. So I thought that was pretty interesting. interesting. So winter came before the events of this episode here. There is so I thought that was cool. The uh scene where the dogs and everybody surrounding them right beforehand, I thought that was so intense. Mm -hmm. You know, my my butthole puckered up so much <laughs> even though I again, I kind of know where this story goes, but even that uh I was you know, it was very very uh tense. Um Wrote, what did I write down? Uh, Tommy, Tommy and Joel finally reuniting. Uh, you can tell there was a little bit of tense there, but I, I, that also you see like, hey, it's, we're brothers. Whatever we did in the past, whatever, whatever you know, beef of sorts that we have right now, just put that aside. So it was very good seeing them. Um, I love Pedro and and uh, and Bella Ramsey together. They had so many emotional scenes in this in this 
the fact that you know he doesn't want to lose another dog when he sees the girl and he gets he's like just being constant reminding of what happened to him early on uh, uh him pleading that he doesn't you know that he doesn't think he can go through with it and then being like hey no i'm the guy that has to do this overall you guys kind of nailed it earlier um <clears throat> loved it loved it but it ends and i'm like oh shit like again it's keeping even video game players on our toes okay right because it's still keep it's keeping it's keeping us second guessing and things like that and then um I already, I, I, you know, I usually don't watch next week's scenes. Like I just turn it off right where it ends because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I don't need it. I'm going to watch anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I had to, to see where they were going. Cause I was like, bro, I have to see what happened. <laughs> and, uh, they're kind of doing the DLC from the games. Um, oh, cool. so they're not going, uh, linear right now. They're actually going to the DLC that they released. And if people get pissed off with episode three, they're going to probably be pissed off next episode as well. Um, but yeah, my overall thoughts. Again, there has not been one single bad episode on this. They they bat either nine or tens for me. Like every single episode on this has been almost perfect for me. Um, but yeah, sorry. I just I, That's why I popped in right at the end. I, I, I wasn't like, sure because if we talked earlier, I was under the impression you yeah, didn't no, watch no, no. it. So. No, I didn't. But, but uh, I had some time. I took my 30-minute break at work, watched 30 minutes of it. And then now while you guys were talking flash, I just finished it up. Well, but, you sound uh, like me when I start to squeeze in some of these episodes. Then we can yeah, like, yeah, yeah, watch, yeah. watch what I can. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. But yeah, man, I was, uh, it, this show's fantastic, man. It's, it's so it's freaking good. It's we, would you also agree that it's the greatest video game adaptation ever. to live action ever? Ever. And I, dude, if I can show you so I am a gamer. I am a gamer. I have every system possible. I love, uh, I love story. I was actually telling my cousin last night because I don't, I don't play online all that often. Like I know the Call of Duties are, and I have them. I just don't play all that. I love one player story mode games like i love same plot I, same here you know so that's what i like to play i'm currently playing uh dead space which How is a game that, that i played long long time ago but um they changed little things because this is a remake or not really a remake it's oh yeah no it's a re they remade the the first game kind of kept the main <clears throat> points of the game uh, they changed little things here and there, but it's fantastic. It's creepy as all hell, but it's 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 great. Um, but I was talking to my cousin because he's like, "Oh, jump online, let's play a little bit." And I was like, "Dude, I just I'm so into stories." Um, hence why I love film, you know. Movie guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been burying my nose into that game, and Last of Us, hands down. Even after the first episode, I'm like, "This is the greatest um, video game adaptation." Ever. And it's only been one episode. I'm like, there's no way. And, you know, some people, again, very angry, homophobic people that got pissed off with episode three. Um, I thought it was great. The story, it's, I'm there for the story. And it, they told what a story they told with those, with those, uh, with those two, you know? Right. As I, as I said on the episode when we talked about it, it's like, when I played this game, if that particular story took 45 minutes out of my gameplay, I wouldn't have been happy about it, right? But the beauty yeah. of having this on uh, a television show is you can expand these interesting like characters that should not get too much credit because because yeah. you gotta the, the story is that the story is second to a video game. The, the video game is first, keeping the game going. Yeah, but to have this like 45 minute beautiful love story in the middle of my zombie apocalypse, like 
television show. Yeah. It's like, and, and if the only reason you hated it was because it was two men, fuck off. That's all fuck I'm saying. Off, bro. Fuck exactly. off. Exactly. I, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And you kind of hit hit it the nail on the head right before you uh, you guys were going to jump onto Ant Man. Um, how you said there's no clickers on this, and it's one of the greatest episodes we've gotten because that right, is yeah. just great storytelling. You know? Agreed. And I think it's it also reinforces the biggest threat in a in a in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, is yeah. the people, the living. It's kind of like when Walking Dead. Like I, you know, Yeah, Walking Dead was in. the same thing. It wasn't just a zombie. It was the zombies at first. And then you start hitting, you know, season three when you yeah. start seeing, you know, getting introduced to the governor and all that. And you're like, oh, so people are dicks. You know? Yeah. And then it was mostly you had to look out more for the living than the dead. The dead, you kind of figured out what you had to do. Yeah. You know, and you did it. You could be the, the living were the unpredictable. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And that's what I found fascinating about this. I didn't, I didn't play the game. So I'm. Jason's played the oh, game. I'm, I'm coming here from a different angle. Game. So this is all new to me. It's gotten so like so. I've owned it. I got it. I beat this game in two days when it came out. I was so hooked on this story. Um, mind you, I had 2013. My son was two, so I had a two-year-old wow. running around. I'm like, yeah, bro, whatever you want, bro. And I was like, there, like playing <laughs> my game. Um, coincidentally, the day I never forget the day the game came out because the day the game came out, I was actually not feeling well i was very sick and um i'm like i'll just get the game later i called out from work and everything and same cousin that i'm telling you about he's he's my gamer cousin he's like have you started this game and then i was like no and he was talking about the introduction with joe and because uh, you play all that you know with, with joe and and uh and uh, sarah and tommy in the car and you know that whole tragedy that happens at the beginning of the game and he goes I'm like 15 minutes in and I'm already hooked on this. And I was like, all right. So I got up fever and all went to go, uh, went to GameStop very quick, popped it in. And just that opening hit me hard. Cause I was a father, you know, and I'm like, Oh, hell no. What are we getting ourselves into? And I just didn't know that I was just so into it. And as much as I love to play games, I can't play for too long. So I'll, I'll play an hour and a half, two hours tops, and then I'll turn it off and I'll do whatever I got to do, and then I'll come back to it. So it takes me a while unless I really, really, really love a game. Last of Us was probably one of the first times that I can tell you I beat a game in 48 hours because I was so hooked on it. Wow. Um, God of War, actually, the one that just came out. Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Dude, hooked, as a dad, but, as a dad, yeah, how much did you yeah. cry during that show? That, oh, that game? my gosh. <laughs> choked up like crazy but that was a game i could have beat it so much faster but i was having so much fun with ragnarok i 100 percented it i there's nothing else for me to do in that game Holy um crap. i did all the stuff yeah but it took me like a month to beat because i did every little thing on that game but last of us same thing um so for you guys that have never played the game i love the fact that you know obviously this this story came out way back when 2013 I know a lot of, like, I was talking to my mom. They're like, oh, they wrote this because of COVID. I'm like, no, this existed beforehand. And I'm like, it's kind of scary to see, like, that we kind of, obviously no one turned into zombies or anything, but we were kind of living the whole quarantine life with the mask and everything. You know, it's, it's um, it was obviously pretty close to, the, the closest we've ever gotten to a zombie apocalypse, if you will. Yeah, you know? you're right. And, and um, I, I just think, again, this game is, the it's in my it's top three video games so again i i got it when it came out on the on the ps3 right because it came out originally for the playstation 3 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, that game was one of the last PS3 to come out because the PS4 came out later that year. Then they remastered it for the PS4. I bought it, played it again. Then Last of Us 2 came out, played that. And now they re-released part one for the PS5. Wow. And I've been itching, itching to get it again um, because I love it that much. And all my friends are like, dude, you're going to pay $70 for a game you played like four times. I'm like, it's that. I just want to support that that game so much. Anything that they have to do with this, I'm telling you. And again, not to get ahead of ourselves, if there's anything you guys can do, avoid anything from Last of Us 2 because major shit goes down. So if you don't want, like major, major shit goes down in, in Last of Us 2, avoid all that shit. As blind as you can go into that show, do it. I don't know. Again, they change things from the game and 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 from the uh, from the uh, from the adaptation and all that. But I, it's pretty much the same as the game. It's it, it's just the the journey is just slightly different. But I feel like the the end, the beginning and the end is going to be exactly the same. And you guys are in for a treat because the Last of Us one ends, chef's kiss, so good. So, so Jason, definitely you played something. two though, right? You played Last no, of Us. I have never played. I never okay. played two. I played one. Uh, so I, I, but I played one a long time ago. So I kind, I know what's going to happen. But I, there are things I don't. But two, yeah. I'm going to be playing. I am going to start playing in before the second season, so we can continue on here. That you yeah. are going blind, Ed, and I've played yes. the game. But I'm do. I'm going to wait until it's upon us. So it's right, right to me, like two hours into that game. Tell me, tell me. I will. Jader, I will. I will write you. Like, all right, this is whatever. Yeah, like, it is, what's going? Yeah, you, trust me, you will. I promise you. But uh, but yeah, man. I I mean, again, I I just love it. I love it. I haven't on it. I've been obviously missing. You know me, man. Like. I, if, um, I was, I try to be as much as involved with shows and all that life's just been kind of weird lately. Um, I haven't gone to the movies. I haven't seen shit, but obviously we got a Marvel movie out. I'm so then it has to happen. <laughs> yeah. It had to happen. I had, and it, mind you, there's no, I told you, there's no AMC. That's why I wrote, uh, Hey, how does Regal work? Cause there's no AMCs here. There's wow. only Regal. Yeah. There's no AMCs. Here. They have something called Synergy. And they have Regal, and they have one Regal, and it's probably like 25, 30 minutes away from where I live. Okay. Um, so I went, which kind of pissed me off. I went to go get see Quantumania. I saw it at 3 o'clock Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. I'm getting my ticket. No one took my stub. No one checked. I, I could have just walked right right in. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, no, no, no one in, no one in box office, no one in concession. You can just walk right in. But I'm not used to it, so I'm, like, grabbing my ticket. I spent $50 because I took my mom and my little brother to go see it with me. Okay. Uh, my mom's huge Marvel. She's not, obviously, not into death like us. She just likes the movies overall. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she was going to uh, – like, I, I kind of thought about taking her to this one because, you know, we're hitting the Quantum Realm stuff. It's not like – you know, I don't know. It's, it's a little different, but uh, she ended up liking it, man. Nice. My mom ended up liking it. So we'll get into, obviously, details now. But Yeah, let's jump into the details. But let's get our two other guests that we have on our – Oh, shit. Again, I've been talking the whole time. Of... People have been waiting. No, no, no. Tim got on right <laughs> after, but it was fine. Rick just All jumped right. on. I'm, looks like he found his voice. Let's bring them in here. We got Tim Sabala. Tim, what's up, dude? What up, man? Tim. First, foremost, I, I won't get all mushy, but congratulations, guys. I, uh, as as a granny's OG guy myself, I am fucking proud of you guys. I knew you guys would you. knock this shit out of the park. 
So I'm looking forward to the next 100. Do it, man. Thank Do you, it. Sir. Thank and you. And Jader. Jader, my friend. What how up, have you man? been? You're a Texas boy I'm now. I'm good. I'm a Texas boy now, man. Hey, I just I'm getting I just, a little twang in my voice. The anniversary, <laughs> the anniversary of my appearance on your show just passed, and I, I rewatched the whole episode that we did. So I had a good time watching. It. Yeah, it was good. I know. Well, we're we're. I mean, again, it's Kyle going over there and uh, and whatnot. He has been hitting me up lately. Um, he wanted to actually start coming back. A little little, uh, I guess, an announcement we can do, right? Uh, but he wanted to start making moves literally the week I was leaving. And then I had to leave. I had to pack. I'm like, dude, I have no time right now. And then he texts me right when Quantum Mania came out because he was nervous about the film. Because, you know, he's, I don't know if you know, if you guys know this, Kyle is like the number one Ant Man fan. That guy oh, protects Ant Man. Oh, he is obsessed. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I text him, Have you seen it? He goes, Watching it tomorrow. I had just gotten out of the movie. And then he goes, Nervous. I heard it's crap. This and that. And I'm like, Watch it. Tell me what you think. Um, and then he texts me Friday. Um, we talked the film a little bit, and then he told me he goes not this week, but the next week. Let's let's start something. So, oh, I have all the time in the world now, man. So, hopefully, hopefully we start we start kicking off some uh, some episodes. And you boys, as always, more than welcome to come back. Thanks, man. We'll be hitting that. episode fifty one <laughs> four <Nice>. years later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, also we we have do have one more guest though. You've seen him on here as well, Rick Cedrez. Rick, what's up? Rick, we still got somebody in Florida on the show. So what's up, boys? There you go. What's up, Rick? What's going on? Florida's in the house now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We got Texas, Florida, New York. We, we're we're all over the place. We got it all over the place. Um. All right. So I guess let's get to it. Let's get to the overall thoughts of the film. Uh, we can, we'll go around. Jason started off. What did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? Cause we got a divisive MCU film on mm. our hands. So, man, and I'm surprised it's so divisive. What with the, uh, you know, no homosexuals kissing or, you know, uh, no, no people of color getting prominence. I mean, usually that's what makes these things divisive. Right. Uh, but I know I like this. I like this a lot. Come on guys. Kang. Kang. What do I have to say more than Kang? He was awesome. Um, I, I've actually been dipping into Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country because of that actor, mm-hmm. which is not great. It's, it's I, I wish it was better, but it's there's some great, there's some really good stuff going on. That actor is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed this. It was not like your other Ant-Man movies. It, it feels more like uh, a prestige Marvel movie where, like, you know, where we're going to the quantum realm, we're, we're kicking new things Rick's off. Rick's going into the quantum realm right now. Rick is in the quantum realm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I, you know, I really enjoyed this. Like, overall, I have some, some, you know, I have some gripes that we'll get into later. But if I'm talking overall, I think this was a really fun movie. I don't get why people are trashing it. Um if they expected fucking Shakespeare in our Paul Rudd Ant-Man movie, that's kind of on them. Um, but like this gave me what I wanted. This gave me Ant-Man. This gave me the quantum realm. This gave me Kang. And let me just point out like, and I always forget what's the, what's the dude who plays Kang. I always forget his name. Cause my memory. Jonathan Majors. Thank you. Jonathan Majors brings such nuance to this like B list over the top comic book supervillain. 
like just the nuance of the beginning when he's like actually in the quantum realm and he saves Michelle Pfeiffer and he's scared. He's I buy that. Um, the fact that he has this connection with Michelle Pfeiffer and kind of wants to help her, even though she's realized what he is like, it's not fake. And then when he gets her back and he has that moment, it's my favorite scene. He's like, you know, we never talked about what you saw. What did you see? Like this bothers him. The fact that he lost this relationship to the first person he met in the quantum realm, even though he subjugated and like completely took over the entire thing is bothering him. And I love the nuance of that in that performance. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I think this was a really, really fun movie, really good movie. I don't know why people are hating on it, but you know, that's, that's my two cents overall for it. <clears throat> Tim. Uh, yeah, same. I don't, I don't understand the hatred either. I had a real good time. By the way, Jason, your head is perfectly lined up with that man. It's distracting. I know. But it's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. I've been, that's why I've been doing this the whole time. I've been looking at it. Just do the head snap and then have the mask come on and everything. Yeah, so it's, it's like distracting me a little, but it looks awesome. Um, no, I, wait, 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 Tim. Before you go on, how good are we all with nobody cut him off to point that out that whole time? <laughs> I, I, I noticed it. I was just enjoying it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he got to be Ant Man. Right. You're Ant Man today. You off that was actually, you're today. Um, no, I I seen it twice. I and I seen it with Ed again on Saturday. Um, I had a ball. I thought it was great. I was nervous too going in doing a whole movie in the quantum realm. Um, not my thing really, but like you said, Kang, phenomenal, fantastic. I he is. I mean, I'm looking forward to, when you're devoting an entire phase to one character like this i yep. i am looking forward to every variant that he's gonna we get to see of kang now it, it's gonna be exciting even the ones we saw at the end got me all excited i was like this oh, dude the- this dude is bringing the kang variants to life and then you know the one at the the, the second post credit plus i went back and watched his end scene on loki when he explains who he is and how, oh my god, it's I'm I'm just so looking forward to him coming up as the big villain in the next one. But I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, you know, it was it top ten Marvel movie. No, but it was fun. I had a good time watching it, and I don't I don't I don't know what people are looking for anymore. But I, I had a good time with it. I liked it. Jader, Kang, that's my review. That's yes. it. That's it. No, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> that's it. Eric, um, yeah, honestly. Same thing. I wasn't as excited to see this movie for some reason. It wasn't one of the ones that that I was like, I, I you know, I need to be like, I don't know. I I was, you know, the first theater first showing, but I even woke up that day. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, fuck it's Ant Man Day today. Like completely, you know, wasn't even. And I'm usually like counting down when these movies are coming out. Um, it wasn't that the trailer didn't look uh, good to me, but kind of like what Timmy said the quantum realm i'm like what are we really gonna do in there you know what what's gonna happen um and again uh me as well i didn't see reviews before going in and then i'm like oh it's probably gonna be you know uh not loved but liked and then i saw it was getting bashed and i'm like dude it was not that bad not at all um i feel like jonathan majors and michelle pfeiffer stole the fucking show Janet, she was great. She was fantastic on that. Um, And I feel like this was kind of like the most, it was more Star Wars-y than Guardians. I I, I did feel like it it reminded me a lot of Star Wars. And um, 
pretty much liked it. There was nothing in this movie, honestly, that I was just like, I well, no, never mind. <laughs> there is something that I actually hated in this movie, which we'll get to in a bit. But, uh, but you know, I felt like Jonathan Majors just, you know, he was fucking epic. Uh, man showed up to work. He knew what he he uh, what he signed up for. Uh, the only glimpse we had gotten of him, obviously, was was in Loki, which was a variant of Kang. And seeing that and seeing him, what, what this variant did, um, he was just engaging, man. He was engaging. He was a threat. I felt like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he, was, uh, he wasn't that great. I'm like, dude, he was, if anything, if you have to give this movie any type of props, it's that this man showed up to work. Um, and again, I had fun with the characters. Um, I don't remember characters names all that well besides our main main heroes but i love the uh, little red sponge whole thing uh that uh what's his name uh which i, I had no idea was him it, it it's david Kurt. d yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah polka dot man so uh How so yeah I, I had no i saw him <laughs> in the credits and i'm like was it a deleted scene or so, or did I miss it? Because i'm like obviously you know he's in the ant-man movies and i'm like how the hell i'm like did i miss that um, and then I find out it was him and I'm like, oh man, that was, that was great. But I, I had a good time, man. It was, it was again, just like Tim said, was it top 10, top five MC? No, but it was perfectly fine. And, and that's okay. Not every, not every Marvel movie is going to be a, a home run. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. So. Veb, yeah. Veb was the character that, that he voiced. The, Veb, there you go. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Drink the he was great. That was great. Loved him. There was a lot of little, little side characters, you know, and the yellow, looking thing that, yes, that is that, with uh, the uh, laser yeah. face yeah, yeah man that was pretty cool you know kind of broke my heart at the end and i was like oh man but i i had fun with the different characters that we had one thing that i thought was genius which we're gonna obviously start getting into more detail but um them drinking the uh the ooze yes being yep. able to understand i thought that was fantastic i'm like man i wouldn't have never thought about it. i'm like how the hell are they gonna uh are they gonna be able to talk to each other and then when they did that i'm like bro this is awesome well, that's what I told Jason after the movie. I was just like, you know something? I'm glad that they – it's something you don't really need to address, but I'm glad, so happy they did address because you wonder. Yeah. Thanos showed up and knew how to speak English out of, out yeah. of nowhere, and you kind of just let it go. You're like, the movie has to happen. He had the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet. The Infinity oh, Gauntlet yeah. allows him to speak English. Exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but a cool oh, detail that they explained. Um, Rick, what do you got here? Um well, first off, English is the uh, international language of the galaxy. Yes, so, the international. All aliens universal. speak it. Yes, the universal language. All aliens speak it. Even ET, he came to Earth, started speaking English. That's true. That's true, actually. So yeah, that's, that's a fair <laughs> Um, kind of torn on this movie. I feel really? I feel like I should be cheering along with you guys, but. Kang. Shoulder shrug. Kang is giving me like these serious Ultron vibes where he couldn't win a fight. Like he'd show up, talk all witty and look all cool and then lose a fight. And it's like happening over and over again. And that's something that I didn't realize until I rewatched the old Avengers movie. And I noticed Ultron did lose like every fight he was in. Uh, and I feel like Kang is doing the same thing. Like I would have rather him been like Thanos and just be in the background. You know, like if he's not going to show up and just whoop ass, just be in the background and say random stuff like, I guess I'll do it myself. You know, okay. um, that's just my thing. And um, I love Jonathan Majors. Um, when I watched um, 
Lovecraft Country. I was pissed it's only one season. Uh, again, it's not great, but I thought he did a great job. Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Watchmen. Oh, no, yeah. he's not in The Watchmen. I'm Watchmen. sorry. I just love that. You know, oh, I was Watchmen like, oh, I haven't seen that. He's in one that? season. I loved it and they canceled after one season. Sorry. That just always comes up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back to Ant-Man. Ken could be more for me. Or he could be less. I think he should just be less. Um, I did love uh, the Micronauts being introduced. Hopefully my Micronauts number one, which is uh, in uh, you know, nine out of ten condition is worth something now. Um <laughs> I like the daddy daughter moments being a dad girl myself. I would have liked to have more of them. Um, but I think like they did the best with what they got. In my opinion, I don't think they have the biggest best actors in the whole MCU in this franchise. Um, I don't think they have the biggest, baddest character in the whole MCU in this franchise. However, this franchise always puts out some of my favorite movies. Like I was ranking this against Thor's trilogy. Like to see which one I like better. Um, He's got four of them. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I was comparing series to series to see which one I like better because I think they're kind of comparable. I think it's a pretty fair uh, comparison. Um, But no, I really like the movie. Can't wait to watch it again. I want to see it again in 3D. Um, But, you know, I'm sure as we do a deeper and deeper dive, I'll be able to express, you know, the little things that I was like, ugh. Could have been better. Like, can can Kang win a fight? Can you know, just little things like that. Okay. Um. All right. I I enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's a top tier MCU film. Again, I'm not going to put it in the top ten or anything like that. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. I had a great time watching it. I enjoyed the characters. I laughed throughout. It had the great uh, Ant Man self deprecating humor throughout it, which I had read previously that it was like, oh. Uh, it's joyless. I'm like, no, I didn't get that at all. It, I actually had a good time through yeah. the whole thing. I thought that was nuts. Um, and I loved Kang. I thought Kang was phenomenal. I thought he was yeah. imposing. I thought he was terrifying. And I think Jonathan Majors yeah. commands the screen in every scene he's in. And especially like when we really first see him when he shows up when Scott and Cassie <laughs> are in prison and the way he throws Modoc against the wall and says, don't even speak when I'm in the same room. That hit home because I was like, wow, this dude is not fucking around. Like he's even yeah. telling his, you know, his hunter that he just created to don't even speak when I'm around. Dude, that was crazy. And and even 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 though the, the line was spoiled in the trailer, but I think that's such a hard line when he looks at him and he goes, oh, you're an adventure. He goes, I killed you before. Yeah, you know, um, I I really really I love that. Even when I first heard it, I'm like, man, that's that's badass. Obviously, there was some kind of humor after that with the the MCU usually does, you know, like yeah. a serious thing, and then and then you hit you hit humor right after where he's like, you don't want the hammer, and he goes, yeah, they mistake us all the time, which I thought was great. Yeah, same body type. It, yeah, same body type and all that. So I thought that was great. But if you notice, um, this so. I, I'm. I don't know if you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys have done uh, your review of Love and Thunder. I don't like that movie. Okay. Um. I don't plan to watch that movie again. I. I really did not dig that movie whatsoever. Um. It's bottom tier. It's like bottom three, four for me. I really didn't like it. Okay. 
um, because I felt like the ideas were cool. Um, I felt uh, uh, Bale was fantastic, but I felt it was joke, 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 joke. It was too much. Um, I felt like this movie could have had that because being Paul Rudd is, is a comedian actor. Um, and they didn't do that, especially when it was the Kang scenes. When Kang was around, besides that one line that he did, um, it was all seriousness. Yeah. Um, there was barely any jokes around when he was around, and I like that because it makes him more of that threat. Like people knew who, like he was not to be fucked with. At least I felt that way. Like Thanos, know? like uh, Thanos. There's yeah. no real exactly. jokes in Thanos scenes either. Yeah, so I really, really like that they took that approach in an Ant Man film, which is known for their comedy. Like they have way more copy comedies in the first two than in this one, you know. So. So yeah, that's uh, that's something that I loved uh, when you mentioned that scene alone with Modoc. That one of the things that I loved was when he says that to Ant Man. I'm like, bro, this guy's not fucking around. No, not um, at all. <clears throat> but I, but I think overall with this movie is so like, to for me, this movie works really well as an entry into the MCU and as a sequel in the Ant Man franchise and yeah. kicking things off to Phase Five. I can understand some of the critiques of it as a standalone film because i kind of think critics have to critique it to. as a standalone film yeah, right it as a standalone. do it properly but it's but it's so fucking hard to do that with the mcu also exactly you but know, that's like, my they're point. all stories that they all connect you yeah know? and that's my point we're trying oh, to still think films into this and you kind of got to know what you're going into now as a standalone film yeah there's a lot of the backstory and character development of all these characters that we get prior Except for Janet Van Dyne, we had mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer. She gets a lot of her exploration in this film, which is awesome that she gets front and center. And I loved her in this. Loved her. No, me too. And we get Kang. Like, it's focused on the two of them. But everyone else, you know what's going on about them leading up into this. And they developed them a little bit. But they're not the focal point, which is fine for me. But I can understand, again, like, what you're critiquing. But you also need to, as a critic, need to know what you're walking into at this point. There is a streamline of a story that's going on here, and you can't ignore all of that. Someone jumping into Quantumania and never seeing anything, I I think they would probably struggle with this film. But you shouldn't be. Well, yes and no. Let me tell you. Well, if you go completely blind, then yeah. But my brother, my brother that I I mentioned that I had taken him, he had not seen Love and Thunder. He had not seen Shang-Chi. He had not seen – he says the last movie he saw was Endgame. Okay. Um, that he he you completely missed all of Phase Four. Um, he hadn't seen Doctor Strange. He had, like he hadn't seen anything. He said the only one in Phase Four that he saw was uh, No Way Home. Okay. Obviously, there's No Way Home. Yeah. Um, and he walked out and he was like, "I'm like, did you did you understand?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I understood everything." He's like, "I, I don't I don't feel like you need to watch the other ones to connect to this one." But did and you see I the other Ant Man? He's seen Ant Man. Yeah. Okay. He's seen, all right. He's seen all right. That's fine. He's seen, he's seen the Ant-Man films. Okay. Um, but he but he, he also liked it. He told me, he go because he went online and he goes, dude, this movie's getting bashed. And I thought it was pretty good. And I was like, I was like, yeah, well, these critics, man. You know how it is. Yeah. And then um, but yeah, um, that's why I feel like if you're you're familiar with the characters, you you know, you just obviously have to know get a an idea. And they mentioned the quantum realm in every single Ant-Man film. So you kind of know where you're going. Other yeah. than that, you don't, you know, it's good. I thought well, it was a good intro to, uh, real intro to Kang. Yeah, well, what I meant is if you don't, if you haven't seen the other Ant Man films or any, oh, okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Phase Four, no, you can, you could have skipped Phase Four. Loki would have given you some better background to Kang, but it wasn't absolutely necessary. 
luckily he saw he saw Loki with me oh, when it aired. Nice. So that, he he that was another thing that helped, obviously. So yeah. he was pretty excited to see who Kane was. So yeah. Okay. Rick, I'm sorry, you had something? I was gonna say I took a really different approach to this film. Um when I went to go see it, uh I was like let's I'm gonna act with this movie, like this is the first ever MCU film. So that's the frame of mind that I went into it with because everybody hated the last phase, right? So I was like, let's see if everything, everybody complained about the last phase, let's see what this new phase does about it. And I walked in and I was like, I'm gonna treat this like this is a brand new first MCU film. And honestly, in the first five minutes of the movie, I got that he was Ant-Man. I got that he was a mislabeled celebrity because everybody kept calling him Spider-Man. I got that Miles Morales lives in his universe when he gave him five and he's sitting on the chair. Um, You know, like in the first five minutes, I literally got all the rundown I needed. He sees his daughter. You understand that there's been a gap in their relationship. All this stuff happens. You even get a background for Kang. He came from another universe and he landed here and he's dangerous. Like, People saying that you need to watch everything in order to enjoy a movie. Like, if you just pay attention to this movie, like, it, you don't need to actually have seen everything. They're amplifiers. You know, to me, they're amplifiers. But I feel like a lot of things in this film, like, if I can sit down and watch a Netflix movie with no background, I can sit down and watch this Ant-Man movie with no background and enjoy the whole film. That That was my big take from it. Because I knew there was going to be a ton of, you know, identity issues with this film and people having a bad taste in their mouth in the last phase. Um, if you can sit down and enjoy a Netflix movie and hand wave a lot, you can sit down and enjoy this movie. Well, I, I'm just saying it again. I think that the character development was some, one of the knocks I've seen in some of it. And that's what I, again, if you, they were kind of built up in other films. I'm not saying they don't address any of it. They do. But you would get more out of it. That's where I think we're at with a lot of the MCU. But you're right. Phase four has not much of a connection to this outside of Loki. And that's fine. Not every single movie has to be super interconnected. Just the characters that are there. They're, they're through line throughout the films is what I was kind of like harping on with that. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess any kind of issues that we've had with it? I mean, specifically... I, uh, fucking, I, I I knew that's what you Modoc. were referencing. I knew that's what you were <laughs> fucking, referencing. I fucking hated Modoc, bro. I was like, what the fuck is this? They could have cut him out the fucking film for me. You know, I, I think the idea of Modoc was great. The fact that they got Darren Cross, uh, took him in the quantum realm, all that shit was cool. Um, I thought he looked like shit compared to the rest of the film because I felt like the CGI in the movie overall looked really good. Until his face comes on or on, off. I don't know. I, I, um, it's revealed. It's revealed. That's yeah. The reveal, the face, the shred. It just looks shitty, man. And Gator, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to, I'm going to, because I talked to you about this, Ed. And I'm, I'm going to take it one, one thing farther. His face looked okay in profile. Whenever you yeah. had like depth, it looked okay. But every time it was straight on, in it reminded face? me of like a flat screen, like nineties. Yeah, like, like I was looking like, at you like know how, you know how those those you know those <laughs> yes, exactly what I thought about because I've been playing Golden Eyes since they re-released it, and I'm like, this looks like a Nintendo sixty four character, man. It looks so shitty. 
And it was honestly, yeah, it was that. It was right when it was in your face. It looked, you know, when the, the fit to screen option on your TV when when you don't when you have it. Like my grandma didn't like, you know, my grandma didn't like the widescreen, so she goes, fit the screen. It's like that. And that's what it looked like to me. It just looks so crappy. And even the character itself, like, like didn't do it for me, man. Whatsoever. It started off pretty good. I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty interesting. Um, I had an idea that he was in it. I heard the rumors. I had no, like, it was no, it wasn't stamped until obviously I saw it. I'm like, I wasn't surprised by when the real reveal came out. I was like, oh shit, people were right. All right, cool. Um, and, uh, but just as it progressed, I was like, get this guy out of the screen, please. I was having such a good time. And every time he would pop up, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was my, my, like my gripe with the film was that um, and then I had a little small gripe towards the end when uh, Michael Douglas comes and saves the day with all the ants and they kind of just take Kang away. I thought, it, I honestly thought that was it and we were going to see him again. I was super pissed off. I'm like, if this is the way Kang goes out, this movie is this piece of shit. I fucking hate it. Um, but then he comes back and obviously, you know, we have our, our, our final fight or whatnot. So, but I, I kind of, you know, kind of saying what, what Rick has been saying, um, he did. He he was like he kind of brought it more into light, Rick. Right now, when he was like, dude, he loses every fight, and he kind of did. Like there was not never a moment that they were really, really, really threatened. Um, to the point where like, how are they gonna get out of this? Which I thought was gonna happen a lot. I actually thought this movie was gonna end on a big cliffhanger with something really bad happening. Um, and it kind of ended in a lighter note. Even him joking about it, like, did I take care of this guy? Did I not take care of this guy? Oh, we'll figure it out later. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> figure that but the next I, movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I thought, honestly, this movie was going to end on some crazy, like, cliffhanger. And I know we're just starting the phase and we're going to be seeing a lot of Kang throughout and a lot of variants and whatnot. But I thought this was going to be one that was going to be like, oh, shit, where are we going next? Like, what's going to happen now? You know? But, um, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I I will say that... It, it, <laughs> I'm on the exact opposite end of the spectrum for Modoc. Yeah, no, I have some friends no, no, that no. loved him, man. I yeah. loved I, I will I'll say this. I loved Modoc in this movie. I thought he was funny. I thought that's why he's there. He's always been this Jason and I talk about this yeah. off the side. He's a completely weird and goofy character who we never thought yeah. we'd have seen in a million years. Yeah. But yeah. I also think he looked like that on purpose. I'm not gonna lie, I because that's kind of how he looks in all the iterations of this bizarre, yeah. weird, flat face that doesn't fit. And I kind of think that they were going with that. And I don't know, it, it didn't take me out of anything. And his whole thing of his whole weird storyline and not being wanting to like he wouldn't answer Scott when he called him Darren, and he was like only an answer to Modoc. <laughs> that part that that part did make me laugh. That was good. I thought that was funny, <laughs> yeah, and I thought the whole thing funny. with Cassie telling him not to be a dick. I don't know, yeah. and then telling Scott at the end we were always brothers and all this. Other, I don't know. I just thought he was this weird, That's quirky why, no, character. See, I was like, what? Like, but he was yeah, being an asshole. Know. He was just like, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know. I, I it worked for me. It worked, but I can see where it wouldn't work for some people. I don't like totally. I'm oblivious to it, but I don't know. I, yeah. I, I kind of dug it. I thought it was. I, it's it's Modoc. He's weird. <laughs> He's just weird, dude. Like. Watch the Hulu series or anyone who didn't see it. That no, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. It's bizarre. It's no, see, but that that I like. I don't know. I guess it works. Yeah, it works in a comic, in a cartoon. 
uh live action i was honestly that's another thing i wasn't really expecting to see modok in 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 live action anytime soon mm-hmm. obviously we knew it was coming they he released them in the in the trailer yeah. but i was like oh shit modok's gonna be here i wonder how they're gonna i even said i'm like i wonder how they're gonna interpret it because he, he is a weird character but it just didn't no, work think, me, i'm with ed on this one when you uh yeah. eddie forced me to watch the modok tv show <laughs> and i thought it was the stupidest thing ever i thought hit monkey was the stupidest thing ever and then I watched both of them in like a one Saturday afternoon and really enjoyed it. So <laughs> Oswald was great, so man. Coming into this great. movie, yeah. I was pretty excited to see him in live action. And he was just as fucking silly in Star Wars as he can possibly be and fit right in with the movie. Like, I enjoyed the character. When he had to be threatening, he was threatening. When he had to be funny, he was funny. And I'm with that. I think the silly graphics, like, that's what he looks like. You know, yeah, I, I, just weird. I definitely noticed the the silly graphics, but yeah, yeah. So I have a question: Did any of you guys play the Avengers game for PS4? Because the villain of that is Modok, and it's a Modok origin story, and they actually handle Modok in a way that doesn't make him just weird and goofy. Which I should I keep playing it because I gave up. <laughs> uh, I mean, story wise, yes, but gameplay it doesn't get any better. But, the, but the, right. the payoff of the story is good. I'm having that same issue with Gotham Knights. I can't get through Gotham Knights because oh, I, it's, I just it's... bought it. It's that bad. I just bought it for like 50, 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's one of it's one of the few that I actually have. Uh, oh shit! I have it on <laughs> right here. Uh, I start. It's not that it's that bad. It's you'll see if you played Arkham and you jump to this, or um, or if you're playing like something like God of War and you jump to this. You'll notice how clunky it is. Okay, and it, it bothered me. So that's Good all it know. is. Yeah. All right, Tim, hey. you're the tiebreaker. Tim, Tim, what did you think of Modok? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't mind him at all. I didn't. Um, because it's a, it, it, it's a fucking goofy ass character. I'm I shocked. I don't want to see him. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see him in another movie. So I, I kind of like this one-off goofy little bastard that he was. I thought he was very entertaining because I thought Darren, you know, Darren Cross was a dick. And he was mm-hmm. he, he he was such a dick. He was annoying at times. This kind of lightened him up a bit. I love the line with you know at least you know we're brothers and at least I'm dying an Avenger. I thought that was a fucking great line. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, "What do you mean you're dying an Avenger?" <laughs> they kind of like just go along with it. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Just yeah. Scott's like, die. <laughs> "You're on the team, He's buddy." Like, yeah, Ant Man's like, "You're in." You're in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as he me and Ed were talking about it too. I think, JD, you said the CGI was great. I I think it was made to look wonky like i mean it looked good but i mean it was made to look odd it was made to look a little weird just like the little pink fucking guy when he's running all that yeah, stuff yeah I, I think it was made to look a certain way just so you know all right this is the quantum realm you know what you're getting into there's some weird shit down there it's all good and Morak fit perfectly into that whole scenario so I, I i like him i thought he was cool do i want to see him again no don't have to or you're not don't going to, to. Yeah, I don't no, know. he's done. That's it. The, the villain in She Hulk season two. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> for, for a, a one off for that kind of character, I'm good. And I, and I did. I liked him. He was all right. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I mean, thought I was going to be the majority. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought we were. I thought everyone was going to be with me. Nope, not one. <laughs> no, no, well, my own personal critiques of the film, like I, I shared earlier, was just kind of like. If you're judging it as a standalone, if, if for an entry into the MCU, I didn't really have too many gripes. I, I, I no, don't. He was it, yeah. to be honest with you. 
yeah. he was it. And then the 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 ants mm. taking him away. But again, it was quickly recovered when he did, you know, somewhat, when they somewhat did fight at the end. Well, not somewhat, they did fight at the end. But um, that, those were my only two. I'm like, I don't understand why people don't like that. I thought Bill Murray's uh, Bill Murray did his job. You know, yes. I didn't really mention him. Bill Murray yeah. was great in it. You know, in and out did what he had to do. Uh, he was Bill Murray. Um, I felt like I did feel like hope was kind of pushed to the side, being it called Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Quantum Mania. I felt like she was put really put to the side. Um, but that's pretty much it, to be honest with you. Michael Douglas was fine in it, you know, as, as Hank as he usually is. Again, another. We didn't see we I, I feel like it was it was more uh, a focus on obviously our two main characters, which was Kang and and uh, and Scott. Yeah. And, and Janet would probably be the other one I was thrown into. And Janet. Character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Janet, um, obviously. Yeah. But I agree with you about about Hope getting kind of pushed to the side for most of the film until the ending. And I, I think I said this is that when she comes back, because out of between her and Scott, she's better with her hands. Then Scott. Absolutely. Scott's gotten better, but she trained him. He come when they yeah. fought Kang hand to hand. Like I was like, all right, cool. She's the one who's gonna go ahead and start whooping ass, and she did when she gets her her opportunities to, um, yeah, to to display that. And by the way, Kang also beats the crap out of Scott in that fight. That's there, which rightfully yeah. so. He beats Kang, the piss out yeah. of him breaks his helmet yeah. by stomping it which was yeah. so yeah. badass i thought yeah that's what i'm saying like it I took like, a I like lot that, to take I like that fight. down i, I like that fight at the end that yeah. fight was dope as fuck at the end and um i'm gonna bring in alex's comment over here because i was i wanted to follow up on this uh the scene where scott started to doubt himself at the end mm -hmm. by defeating kang i that's kind of how i took it alex i'm with you mm -hmm. on this i took it as a haunting yeah. thing because number one we've never seen that in the mcu usually you know the hero gets do what they got to do and that's it but this dude's like you know having a happy funny ending and that's just like oh wait but he's dead right like maybe right. i don't know maybe yeah. sure did, did i do worse that's by not... by killing him because Questioning he said, like, that. Killed him? Yeah. yeah yeah it's a doctor strange ending it that is one... yes. yeah. yeah it is yeah yeah absolutely it is you're absolutely right yeah, but we... even in the go ahead my bad no, I was gonna say because we know where we, I mean, we know where this is all end, you know, going ahead, and he's setting him up as eventually, the big bad. Yeah. yeah, eventually. But we also don't really know if this Kang is even dead for sure. That's so. That's what I was gonna not. actually mention right now. So this is the thing. I took it. I guess we're gonna jump into uh, jump all mid credit. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do mid credits now because for me, when he got you know sapped into whatever he did at the end, I was like. And he and 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 uh, Scott starts doubting himself. I'm like, there's no way that you know, because everybody's like, oh, he he's dead. He's a different variant. As you go into the post credit, they're saying the exiled one is gone. Right. But mm -hmm. in my opinion, they exiled him because he's the bad one, like the really really bad one. That's the one that they had to get rid of this guy. Yeah. That was that's how I interpret it as he's gonna come back and it's gonna be the same variant that fought Scott and Hope at the end. Um, I think he's not, I don't think he's dead, but a bunch of my friends are like, no, dude, the reason why the post-credit scene exists is because this guy's now dead. I didn't take it that way. I took it as he's he's dead to them, but he's not. He's actually going to come back and be a bigger motherfucker now. 
Yeah, because because in the mid credits scene we get Ramatut and we get uh, Immortus. Yeah. <laughs> because you know he who remains was the one that we had seen in, in Loki, but now we're getting exactly. these these other dudes, and it is, and we see them all jumping around by the way at the end, and like there's other Kangs that they're look like so the happy. They're, they're so, so happy. happy to be in the Council of Kang. The Council of Kang, kind of like the Council of Wells that we saw in like, the Flash. That's exactly what I thought, the Council of Wells. It's the Council of Kang, except there are millions of them in the same arena, cheering each other. God, gentlemen, that's my dream, to wake up in a universe where there are a million me cheering me on. In the <laughs> the Council of Jasons. The Council of Fish Dicks. That's funny as fuck. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's also a chance, but in Kang Dynasty, dude, the Avengers might be fighting many Kangs at the same yeah, time. It might just be one at a time. I mean, which is kind of what what Rick was saying with Ultron yeah. and Kang, like the 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 correlation there. There's a bunch of Ultrons. It could be a bunch of Kangs. So I understand what like, yeah, yeah. It's it's an it's a pretty imposing thing. And then the post credit scene is pretty much you know the alley oop. You know, for for Loki oh, season was, two, that was my favorite. That was my favorite, man. I loved that. I loved Victor Timely. So yes, man. Is, I can. Is that a wait. comic book Kang variant, Victor Timely, or could that yes. possibly be our? Oh, that is okay. No, that is yeah. A it's a uh, Kang variant. Um, the name Timely from the original name of Marvel Comics. Oh, interesting. Nice job, Rick. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> Kang's like the most retconned character ever, so good luck guessing whatever the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck guessing what the next phase of his uh, journey will be. I've, like, spent hours on it, and I was like, this could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever the hell they want it to be. Yeah. But did, did anyone... Except for me, I, see, I kind of thought that maybe this Kang was actually the good one, and he really was the one that was keeping the rest of them in check. Again, his motivation to get out while seemed evil could have been actually for the best intentions because now he's like, well, good luck. You got rid of me, and now you're in all in deep shit because now the, the other three million of me are on their way, and you're all screwed. I kind of I kind of saw it that way a little bit. Whether I'm right or wrong, I have no idea. Well, that's what no, he that's said. a good possibility. He does that's, actually, that's actually a dope take. Yeah. I never even thought about that. That's actually a pretty cool take. I'm just thinking, but he, said he might have been so desperate to get out because he's the only one that can stop the other fucking three million of them. That's why they got rid of him. And now they got rid of him. Look how happy they were at the end. Jumping around like a bunch of morons. Yeah, so we've met two Kangs, and they're both saying similar things, though. Like, he who remains is pretty much saying, if you kill me, you're going to unleash all my variants, and they're all going to show up. And now this Kang kind of said sort of the same thing. Like, dude, I got to get out of here because I need to, like, you know, stop this shit. Otherwise, the world is going to end, and it's going to be all over. And he gets stopped also. So, which one's telling the truth? Are they all both full of shit? Or are, they, or are they all telling the truth? Right. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're all telling their own truth. Yeah. Okay. But he, now, either this Kang was so bad that they had to get team up and get rid of him, or he was the one trying to stop them. I, I think it's a good, you know, yeah, what, yeah. If, what if kind of holy shit, what kind of scenario are we, are we dealing with here, which we won't find out probably until fucking 2026, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're going to, whenever they're going to decide, because I know they didn't say when they're dropping Loki season two. I know it's this year. We don't know if it's during yeah. the summer. My guess is during the summer, because now that we have a gap between Guardians 3 and the Marvels, like there's a long gap in that. And so I'm guessing they're going to pepper in some of these, you know, the two shows that are dropping this year. Um, 
we should be seeing a lot of, are we going to see multiple Kings in that? Are we going to see one throughout that season? Is it just Victor timely that they'll be chasing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing out any possibilities because we know we're going to see a lot uh, more of this dude. That show can go anywhere. That's the beauty of Loki. And if you watch that first season, it can go anywhere and it will because that's what it did the first season. So, yeah. I wonder how much majors are making for this. You figure all the movies, all the TV shows, he's he's doing a lot of work. I got to imagine it's a full load. $30 billion, but it's all said and done probably. 30 30 different (laughs) costume changes and makeup and he got to be making good bank this year. And um, talking talking yeah. about makeup and costumes and stuff, I want to point out how awesome it was. Because if anyone knows comic book Kang, he's got that like mask, and it shows like the lines down his face. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this Kang, it was scars on his face that was illuminated by the mask. I don't yeah. that there was just something. Fire. I don't know. It was a great. No, choice. his suit, was everything awesome. about it was great. His costume design was amazing. Yeah, they nailed it. True. Yeah. Um. And and I think Rick, maybe you had pointed out, this does feel like the somewhat Star Wars entry into the MCU, which I'm fine with. I don't see that as a knock because part of the thing that Jason and I usually always praise the MCU for is that we get something different every time out. You know, like we get a different style of movie. We've gotten a heist movie. We've gotten this uh, 70s political spy thriller with Winter Soldier. And now we've gotten, I guess, our Star Wars-ish Entry into this. well, te- technically, it would have been Guardians, right? Yeah, but it was a safe space opera, exactly. And I felt like this was, I don't know, I felt again, this was more more Star Warsy than than freaking, yeah, because uh, yeah. even, even, um, it felt like the cantina. Opera. I don't know why I'm having <laughs> yeah, oh, no, for sure, seen this, yes, dude, exactly. I, I even I, I told my girl, I'm like, my girl is the one that called me, she goes, There's a freaking cantina in this movie. I'm like, Right, I'm like, Wasn't that wild? So yeah, when I was oh, go ahead, Jason. No, that broccoli-headed guy was in a Star Wars movie, right? Like we had broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. When I was watching, uh, with how different this film was and the way everything played out at the end, um, for me, this brought me one step closer to Mojo being in the MCU. Oh, like I could see like Mojo's whole like vibe being a lot like this film yeah i can see that that's a good point that, that's I like that. i started thinking about that hopefully we'll get x-men at some point and you know when mojo comes to the mcu i am running this episode that episode we're having guests we're treating it like it is a hundredth episode because it's that special because mojo is here guys and 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 just just so everyone knows who those of us who haven't been with us since the beginning I have been talking about Mojo since episode one of this series. That's true. It's been a hundred times now. We talked about Mojo. It's hundred times about Mojo. Um, did you? I, I personally didn't think that there was a place in this story for them. But did you guys feel like a missing piece from Luis and Kurt and Dave? Being out of this film, I just didn't think where the hell would you fit them? Quickly, they weren't needed, but quick, quick little recap in the beginning would have been great, as we always want from Luis. Okay, you got me, but uh, it just it made no sense. The 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 how it plays out, it just didn't make sense to really have him in there. It would have felt forced, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I I think the storytelling aspect would have felt forced. I don't think we needed that, but I think when we had that montage in the beginning. They could have been there. He very easily could have been visiting. Yeah, 
like you know con whatever ex con security whatever it was and they like i think they should have been a cameo like other people i don't think they should have like there should have been a story or anything but you know i did kind of miss them in that that aspect we got jimmy woo and i mean he was only in the the second one yeah it was very very quick uh, oh, i loved there. that quick cameo from jimmy woo yeah. and this that is showing the magic yeah. tricks again they kind of just <laughs> yeah. and he was actually yeah. having lunch with scott Yes. At the end of the last movie, yeah. they, they referenced that, so I thought that yeah. was pretty funny. You know the uh, the uh, coffee guy, the older man that tells him, uh, "Good luck, oh, thank you, Spider Man." You yeah. know that was um, that was by mistake, originally. Really? So <laughs> my mom, yeah. So uh, they were interviewing. He's a Spanish actor, and they were interviewing him on like Univision or something like that. And he said that they he blurted that line completely by accident, and that the whole crew laugh so hard they're like we're keeping it so they did different taste with it but it was yeah a little fun fact there so when he goes it was honest and it was he said it was an honest mistake i said spider-man uh he goes out of habit because he's such a popular character um that they were cracking up and then he looked and then they're like it's ant-man and then everybody was laughing he's like oh my mistake and then they they, uh apparently uh pain reed was like just let's, let's go with it. That yeah. was excellent. What's, what's was great excellent. about that and is that became a trailer line. That's what's great yeah, about Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It was so good <laughs> that it was in the trailer. Exactly. So uh, my mom actually gave me that little fun fact. She was like, oh, you know, I was watching an interview with that man. I was like, oh, shit. That's funny as hell. Shout out. Shout out to Chandra's so, yeah. mom, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Contributing to the show. You know, the you opportunity go. they missed by cutting those guys out was when they introduced the Micronauts, they could have let them have some personality. All right, you need to go ahead. Explain your Micronauts <laughs> thing and your Miles Morales thing that you're running. That's who with it here. is. That who do you think the oh, guy okay. with the light bulb head was? Wait, 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 wait. Miles Morales? Oh no, no, no! You heard me right, Tim. Don't worry, he'll get to it. The '70s rando group. Anyway. Go ahead, Rick. Show you share with Tim your Miles Morales thing. <laughs> oh. Am I the only one that noticed Miles Morales was in the beginning of the movie in Game Five? Not when he gave him the high five, that kid. Yes. And nope, my, I, he's my, not in San Francisco. My backup on it is that it was Peter Parker in Spider and uh, Iron Man Two. Yeah, that we know. Right. That, that, that was so proven. How is that not Miles Morales? Because it's San Francisco. And. He's, he's American. He can travel the country. <laughs> he can travel the country. You're right on that. By himself. By himself. No, he thinks the prowler took him there. I for, said like, he a was vacation. with his he uncle. Him, like Legoland or some shit. Bam. He's there with his uncle. Getting bit no. by a spider. I'm disagreeing with you on that one. Rick, I think I, Peyton Reed didn't I, I, know that was my In world. three years, we can go back and check the receipts on this episode and be like, holy <laughs> shit, you were I, right. And I Rick, if they retrofit Miles Morales into this movie in a couple of years, then absolute problem. I mean, like I mean Venom, Venom's in San Francisco, made, man. Yeah, you know? I've made yeah. more random calls. It's true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell is a Micronaut, by the way? It's just an uh, old Marvel comic book. Like Rom or... Um, I don't know any of the ones that kind of sucked in the seventies or eighties. Yeah, they were like on. they look like like bugs and shit like that, right? If I'm not no, mistaken, no, no. they were like just like the no? guys that were running around with Ant Man in that in uh, that little universe. So so uh. basically, Rom would be in those packets you would buy as a kid from the right. store of comics. There would be Spider Man on one side and Rom would be on the other. <laughs> so they yeah. fucking sucker you in. 
Yeah. That's what ROM is. Yes. But- <laughs> and then some of those packages had Micronauts stuck in the middle. Yeah, they of would them be the also. middle comic because they. And, yeah, the, the middle comic. The middle comic like was always grew. the worst. Yes. What else sucks? Gru sucked. Uh, Silver Sable comic sucked. Yeah. Those packs were solid. <laughs> this, yeah. five, those packs are what makes bucks. up Rick's comic book collection. Just the middle of those packs. That's your comic book collection. <laughs> Jason, don't forget, I saw Rick's comic book collection when I packed it up for him and shipped it to Florida. Did. So I, I got to see some very interesting entries into that shit. I have Howard um, the Duck number one. That's yeah, that's impressive. Hopefully, when they uh, they'll redo that, that'll be worth something. And at some his point. pride, his pride and glory, the Nightcrawler miniseries. I also yeah. solid. Like I, I don't yes. know, Rick. You, you and I have very similar tastes. Yeah, that one, uh, the Dazzler miniseries, the X Men miniseries were great in the eighties. It was a lot of them. They were weird. I got the long shot one too in Mojo World. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we have any? Is there any other points that maybe we missed or details we wanted? So, does anyone want to dive into with this movie? Yeah, I, I wanted to talk. My only gripes about this movie, I want to talk about where the end. Okay. Um, because I was like, you know me, buy the ticket, take the ride. They laid down very quickly what the rules are. They adhere to those rules. I'm good. Um, but I don't know. The end seems too easy. Like, they, we got to open this thing up. And everyone's going to get through, but Scott's going to stay and he's going to get his ass kicked by Kang. But he's got to just make sure that they both lose. But then Cassie's just going to open up that second door and everything's going to be fine. And and that that bugged me, man. Like, they put so much, well, that- like, onus on being stuck in the quantum realm. And, like, like when, when uh, the Wasp comes back and she helps him beat Kang and it's like, we're going to be stuck in the quantum realm for 30 seconds. Cassie's got that second door open. No worries. That just bugged me. So Michael Douglas is like it? 85 years old. They could have let him go in this movie. Well, you wanted them to kill Hank Pym in this movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ, bro. Is he really going to make it to Jesus the next Christ film? Jesus Christ is right. Damn it, man. <laughs> Hopefully you he does. the role or like <laughs> do the no. computer graphics over his face. They Dude, Harrison let him go Ford is that. about to take over his freaking General Ross. I mean, come on now. Yeah, no. Well, that I, again, Jason, I'm kind of with you. I thought this movie was going to end in some crazy threat, like, holy shit moment, and we had it for two seconds. Yeah, where yeah. I was like, oh shit, Ant-Man, I mean, uh, yeah, well, Ant-Man, Scott is going to be stuck in a quantum realm. How the hell are they going to get him out? And then shortly after, I was like, oh yeah. Once the portal opened, I'm like, oh yeah, well, Cassie can open it. Of course she can. Like, <laughs> right. I, I get that completely. And so, it, led me, it led me to this thing, too. Like, so... Cassie has no idea what's going on in the quantum realm. She very well could have opened that door to Kang killing her parents or her, you know, stepmother and father and walking out. Like she had no fucking idea. Like, I don't it just it was I don't know. That was the only part of the movie that I was like way too easy. Would it have worked better for you guys if the movie because I, I agree with Jader, I thought we were gonna end this on like an Empire Strikes Back type of thing. Yeah. Kind of very not as not as Crazy as Infinity is- War because Infinity War ended on the ultimate Empire Strikes Back story, yeah. which yeah. I think we all yeah, probably yeah. kind of assumed was going to happen. I felt it was going to end like on a yeah, a what the fuck moment. Would it have yeah. worked better if they would have got Scott and Hope out in like the post credit scene, maybe? If they dragged it out a little bit, or did you want? No, it I would. I, I would have honestly. I would have preferred them doing it for the next film. 
okay. or 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 a mention later or, or something. Um, I honestly thought even when when um, when Cassie opened the portal and he was like getting, I thought he was gonna manage to get grab and get pulled into uh, into Earth or something like that. Oh, Kang would have been, you know, he would have escaped. Yeah, like Kang. That. I thought, and then I thought, boom, cut to black, and you're like, oh shit, like he he's on Earth now. You know, okay, <laughs> I'm I'm 100% with Jader. Had had Kang gotten to Earth as well through that portal, I'd have been fine with it because it would have it would have maintained the stakes. Like I like they it wouldn't have made it better for me if they drew drew it out to the post credit scene. It's okay. either like give this moment stakes and play that through, or don't give this moment stakes. And and they try to have it both ways. Like this moment of stakes. Everything could end. We could be stuck in the quantum realm. Look look at this battle. Aren't you on the edge of your seat? Yeah, it's over. We're going to bring him back. It's yeah. fine. Everyone's good now. And, and I just, I needed it to have stakes or not have stakes. But they tried both ways and it didn't work for me. Okay. Let's not miss also during the Council of Kangs. Did you notice that they were using the same way to beam in like uh, Reed Richards did? Yes. And, uh, Seeing a lot of that being thrown around because the question being is, Goes in certain. Go back, go back. What did you say? The, in the Council of Kangs, the way that they were all like beaming in, that's the same way that oh, Reed Richards came yeah. in when uh, Doctor Strange met the Illuminati. Yeah, bro, I didn't even fucking think about that shit. I thought it was yeah. like when I saw that, I was like, fantastic. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what. So in, in some of the in some of the iterations in the comics of of Kang, he is a descendant of Reed Richards. That that yeah. is a thing. So that's why, yeah, a yeah. lot of people have thrown that out there of the well, teleportation being that, or is it just a coincidence? And then I the other think iterations, not coincidences. What was that? In the other iterations, he's a descendant of Doctor Doom, so yeah. he's Ooh. always Fantastic Four like related, whether he's Reed Richards' descendant or Doctor Doom's. Mm -hmm. So, are we thinking he's a descendant of Reed Richards? Do we think it's just technology that happens to be borrowed of some sort? We we don't know who's actually playing Reed Richards in the MCU proper or whatever. So, I mean, it'd be a nice yeah, way to introduce him if he's chasing Kang from another multiverse. Okay, actually, that would be cool and a cool way to introduce the Fantastic Four without the fucking no awesome origin story. Yep. just this who they, this is who they are and they're this is what they're doing. That I would I would be yeah because they're doing that. they're doing they're doing uh, origin stories based like on the sixties I think right if I'm not mistaken that's what I've read. That's been that, that's, floating right. around. Yeah, but there that's was also the around, right? belief he was that they were going to be stuck in the quantum realm. So I don't know if that's going to be... Now, this is pre this movie, so we don't act. Yeah, yeah I don't that's think that's going to happen now. Yeah, that's getting thrown <laughs> out the window. So, I mean, whatever. Well, um, they could always be stuck in the negative zone. I was going to say, yes, because five hours was five years there. Mm -hmm. That's that's also true. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Alex has another comment in here. Uh I really wanted Scott to die in this, in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're killing Michael Douglas. We're killing Scott. Jesus, man. Tell what me is going on here? how much would you have been like Kang is a fucking badass? I mean, you're and you're Scott ready Michael, for his next yeah. appearance. Instead, you're like, dude, Ant-Man beat you in a fist fight. I mean, didn't, if you think about it, he beat... Didn't, though. You're being really unfair to Kang, he, Rick. Kang beat <laughs> he his beat ass Falcon, He beat Falcon in a fight. He beat Kang in a fight. Kang 
Ken busted Falcon up his... Falcon didn't know what the hell he was fighting at that time. He was what the hell is None of these shit? people know. They're not in the UFC. They don't get to watch tape. No, but Ken... like he didn't know shrinking technology even existed. I and mean, then like Falcon at that point, come on. Man. Ken... He's an Avenger. And he Ken busted Ant-Man's ass in this movie. He broke his fucking helmet. He would have killed him if it wasn't hope for Hope Van Dyme. And you're saying that Kang wasn't a badass... When he finally goes out and says, oh, no, I'm going to put this rabble down on my own and single-handedly kills hundreds of people, that's not badass enough for you? What does it take for you, Rick? How many people have to die for you to be impressed? Half of you. Wow. Know, main characters have half to die. Oh, half the universe has to die. <laughs> Mike, just kill Michael Douglas. He would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> really? Just one. Oh my God. Just, gosh. How about one main character? One named character? Didn't even have to be K. It could have been a heart attack. But you want to kill Hank Pym and Scott Lang. Jesus. <laughs> the, that, that flying sun monster came closer to killing Atman than Kang did. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn, dude. Wow. This is, this is got a, a real dark turn, man. I was not expecting this at all. Man. Um, oh, man. All right. Uh, Tim, you got any? Did you want anyone to die? Maybe I mean, maybe Cassie <laughs> died or something. I mean, should we have killed Hope or like who else? I was gonna say Cassie, but that's not too dark, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, was that where Hope was for? Well, actually, phase everybody four was I, littered the, with that, and now we don't. Kill one of the one. main, one of the main four, people that I hear people are getting movie. pissed. I'm hearing people. A lot of people are pissed off with the way uh, Cassie was. Like, there, she's one of the biggest negatives if you read reviews. That people aren't like. Well, she was she was annoying. Bad. She was a bit of an annoying. She was, but it's just you know, I would be annoying too if I yeah, I'd be annoying too. Teenager that has shrinking Come on, yeah, I'd be I'd be a dick too if I could shrink myself down and, and pop up yeah. anywhere I want. I'd be a real asshole if I had that technology. Um, yeah. I kind of, well, I kind of see what Rick was saying. You know, if Michael Douglas would have sacrificed himself to to get the rest of them out, that would have been pretty cool. I mean, that yeah. would have been a good way to to go because. How, how many more does Michael Douglas have in him as far as uh, these movie goes? But I did think this that this down. was going to end on a downer. I did think it was going to end on a downer. And I, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping it was going to end on a downer too. But you know what? Whatever. I, I still like I still like the fact that Scott questioned everything in the last five minutes. He's like, did I? Was that good? I don't know. Really? I don't, <laughs> yeah, did I? Yeah. So I, I kind of like that too. But I really thought as that was going on, I thought we were going to get a glimpse of a king at the yeah, very like end. Me too. That's another me thing too. that I thought, like being the cook. Where I'm like, oh, where is it? I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I thought he was going to like serve him his food, some shit. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, all right, post credit, something's got to happen post credit. And I thought it was going to be more with with. Uh, I thought the post the mid credit was going to be with um, Scott involved and you know him figuring out he's not gone. But it wasn't that at all. Obviously, we we know he's not. We gone, know, but Scott yeah. still doesn't know. Yeah. So I thought it was honestly, yeah, same thing. Downer. Even with the trailer, when he says that line, like, uh, "We, uh, you don't, you, I don't have to win. We both gotta lose." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, it's gonna something's gonna go down." And no, it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, from the trailers yeah. too. I mean, we were talking about it in the, one of the opening segments that with the Guardians trailers, everyone seems to think that Rocket's gonna bite it. That well, I've been saying Rocket's gonna bite it for like two years now. To be honest with you, I'm like he's the only one that has not died, dusted, or anything. He's the only one that survived it all. And James Gunn loves to kill and rip people's hearts out. I am a hundred percent saying that Rocket's gonna die. 
I think. But now they're making it too obvious on the trailers where I'm like, probably not. But two years ago, 100%, I would have said yes. So you're saying the MCU's doing their the MCU's doing their they're goodbye. Well, they, they said that this is over. the goodbye for the Guardians, right? Yeah, yeah. I think this is they, they're not even going to be in the, in the King Dynasty or or supposedly they, or supposedly not. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So it all depends on how this one ends. But um, I honestly, I don't know if you've seen those videos. Those uh, I don't know. They're I, I don't have TikTok. I, I get the TikTok videos like a week later um on instagram either, so. <laughs> but um i've seen that some guy mentioned that the first guardians logo had like it was like brown and and gold and that's when uh group dies and if you see vo uh, volume two it's blue and it's yandu that dies and then if you see this one it's brown again or some shit like or gold in yeah. this one so but i also said they're intro introducing adam warlock so maybe that's why we have gold around but uh um, yeah, if you notice <laughs> one and done. Can you imagine that shit? <laughs> they just fucking kill they introduce him and kill him in the same film. That was stuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta believe he's a character that's uh, setting up for the long haul. I think so too. I think I, that's why I think like uh maybe maybe we maybe or maybe you know Bautista's been very vocal, but Bautista's the infinity been very gauntlets vocal, already but, happened. Uh, I say rocket and drax go. I think Drax yeah. is biting Drax, it. I, I would say Drax, Drax is definitely Drax is biting it too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we know Batista's gone. So Yeah. So what you're saying is Guardians Volume 3 is gonna one that's gonna end on the sad note. It's gonna have all note. the deaths that this movie didn't have. Yes. Yeah, the trailers look depressing as shit. So yeah, I'm 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 going with Drax and, and Rocket in this one. Another joyless film from Marvel Studios. <laughs> <laughs> They've turned into the DCU after all. <laughs> they went too dark. Um, all right. Well, I guess that pretty much kind of wraps this uh, episode up for us. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tim and Jader and, and Rick, thanks so guys, much. Guys, cheers to 100. Congrats. 100. Cheers, fellas. Thanks a lot. Oh, I don't have anything. I just, you know. Cheers. That's right. Just Don't drink that because then you're going to be trying to give us. <laughs> <laughs> he came home to Texas. Everyone stop dying, man. Um, all right. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, with We're just going with the 101 there. We'll be uh, talking about the latest episode of The Flash and more of The Last of Us and a movie that is TBD at the moment because Jason and I will figure out where we're going to take things because we got Shazam coming up in a few weeks. So we got three weeks. Can, we, that, can we do cocaine Blank, bear? Blank man is streaming right Dude, now that, on HBO. That's what you and Kyle should come back for. A cocaine bear yes. review? Or oh, like, I'm going. Or Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Blood and Honey. I've already like that. Seen, it should be I, off the wall. I haven't seen Winnie the Pooh. They, they don't have it's it in not. this fucking I'm theater, going to man. See, uh, cocaine bear Rick has seen it. Rick is the only one here who has seen that movie. I, yeah. That's great. Oh, you saw you it? like Friday the 13th, you'll enjoy it. Oh, I love Friday the Thirteenth. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's badass. All right, so yeah, I, I've been checking to see if they they open it in more more theaters, and it's not here. So I'm like, fuck. Cocaine Bear is gonna play tomorrow, so I'm gonna watch that. I'm seeing that Sunday. I'm seeing that yeah. Sunday oh, afternoon. Yeah. So I might actually see that tomorrow afternoon. Playoffs tomorrow. I I am so <laughs> excited for it because it's gonna be so stupid and it's gonna be great. I can't wait. <laughs> you gotta see Blood and Honey. You gotta if you if I you're hyped for Cocaine Bear, you gotta see Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> wow, I, I was hyped. I was hyped for Winnie the Pooh too, but again, this fucking theater didn't have it, and I was super pissed off. Uh, and the closest theater that has it is two hours away or two and a half hours away. 
Uh, so it was and, me and like you know, 10 goth kids sitting in there watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, I was like, I've always been a bit of a goth kid, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Tim, you got anything coming up? You got A to Z on Friday or? Yeah, I think we're going to fuck around. We're going to fuck around tomorrow night, do some A to Z action. And then uh, Tuesday, we'll come back with Just Too Sweet. Okay. Uh, Jader, I know you, you know. You got you and Kyle no, figuring wait. it out? A to Z. We'll figure A it out. A to Z. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Jader. A to Z. Set it off is not a bad movie, Tim. Come on and argue. What? <laughs> <laughs> Come on and argue. Come set on. You don't like set it off? Set it off, cocaine bear, blood and honey. I mean, man. That's, just, that's, what, that's what PCB PCP is all about, bro. Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. All right, so then, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Later.